When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode is brought to you by Grasshopper. Knowing how to code is becoming essential in today's job market, but where do you start? Try Grasshopper, the coding app for beginners. It's built by Google engineers and completely free. Within five fun five-minute puzzles, you can turn your downtime into learning a new and useful skill. When you graduate, you'll have the fundamental programming skills you need for your next step as a coder. Go to grasshopper.codes slash friendzone to download and get started today. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. How has your limited flying hindered your career in recent years? It has not hindered my career at all. Miss Franklin can get around. <laughs> I have been everywhere, believe me, on this bus. Everywhere except across the ocean. Mm, that's right. <clears throat> you hear the tone, you hear the inflection, you know the damn name. That was none other than the great, late, ASAP Aretha Franklin, who was giving one of her classically vivid and robust interviews, okay, when someone was asking her if she was hindered by only traveling by bus. Now, we know it was two things Aretha didn't do, and that's get on a plane Mm -hmm. and cut the air conditioning on. Those two things were not happening when she was in the building. Wait, what? That's right. She didn't fly, and she did not allow the air to be on. Oh, because it would mess with her voice. Yeah, period. Performing or not, okay? Iconic. So, uh, but any damn way. You know, so she was giving this interview and when he asked her if she was hindered, she said, oh, she reminded him quickly that she wasn't hindered, reinforced that point by saying Miss Franklin can get around. Mm -hmm. And here's where we learn something. Right. Because, of course, we can get caught up in the sensationalism of the the clap back. You know what I'm saying? But it wasn't that she was clapping her breasts back at him. What it was, was (laughs) she said to him. Oh, let me correct you. I can get around and to offer you context or offer you depth. See, once again, black women holding us down, always nurturing us, even when we don't need it. Okay, but they know we need it. We don't know our damn selves that we need it, but they know she knew this brother needed some nourishment. So what did Aretha tell him? I've been everywhere on this bus, everywhere except across the ocean. So that's to let you know. That everywhere this bus can go, that I can take it when I have to take it somewhere, I've Mm. been able to go, except across the ocean. The hashtag this week is across the ocean, okay? Work hard when you're in conversation with people to get your point across and to be as clear as you can. Your goal in conversation from this week forward should be to get hashtag across the ocean. With that being said, and most importantly understood, I want to take, oh, it's still Women's History Month by the damn way. <laughs> so with that being said, and most, and so shout out to Aretha Franklin and the Aretha Franklin fan community. And with that being said, and mostly understood, Do I would like to. they have a name? Yeah, her stands? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What is it? The cross legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know why you asked him. I had to. <laughs> I knew uh, it was coming. <laughs> 
And so, with that being said, if I was poorly understood, it's that time again. That's okay. If anybody can tap my foot under the table, it's you, friend. With that being said, and most importantly understood, it's time for the top of the key, y'all. QTNAs. QTNAs. Questions that need answers and questions that Negress is asking. Question one, okay, and we finna get to the bottom of this shit right here, right now. Question number one is the real truth that Jess hilarious. Oh, Dustin. And all nine of them kids that ain't even hers was at the airport. Because, you know, she go with that nigga that's got nine kids. No. I, yeah, her, her, her boyfriend got nine kids. No. Ain't none of them hers. No. This is a literal number, a hard actual number. Not father of, you know how Offset's album is called Father of Four? <laughs> if her boyfriend had an album, it'd be called Father of Nine, okay? This nigga got nine kids. Wow. And they, ain't, they, they go together. They ain't even her stepkids. Oh, wow. That's right. <laughs> so we all know she recently got in some trouble for calling out, you know, a Muslim man on the plane. And, you know, shit had got drastic for her. So question one begins, okay? Is, is the real truth <laughs> that just hilarious and all nine of them she kids that ain't even hers was at the airport and the younger ones waited until they was around people about to board the plane and told the oldest one, walk off if daddy girlfriend ugly. <laughs> And when they really did walk off and people started laughing, <laughs> she just happened to be on her IG story. And that's why she gasped and said, oh, where you going? Where you going? Where you going? And it just looked what? like she was talking about that guy. <laughs> she was really talking about his oldest daughter that walked, walked off. off <laughs> walk off if daddy girlfriend ugly. <laughs> where you going? Where you going? Where you going? What is that what happened? Okay. <laughs> Question. I told you we was getting to the bottom of it. I hope it today. nobody's listening while they're driving. You gonna you gonna need to pull over for a little bit. <laughs> they was you know it was nine of them, so the younger ones told the oldest one. They knew the oldest one would do it because the oldest one can't stand Jess and it's reciprocal. So it's like walk off of daddy girlfriend ugly. <laughs> okay, question two. Why are you being mean to her? <laughs> are the recent reports accurate? Wow. That Nene and Greg Leaks split up this time, oh, okay? Because they didn't say they split up. Separated what they said. So is the recent reports true and accurate that Nene and Greg split up this time because he didn't know that the window was open after they had came home from grocery shopping? Oh, and while she was bringing the bags inside, since he can't carry nothing, she heard him on the phone telling somebody, her big ass outside. And she can't get past it now. Is that why they split up this time? <laughs> Is that what happened this time? Okay. <laughs> question three. That one really tickled me in my soul. Okay, question three. I love three. when he takes himself out. <laughs> because imagine Greg on the phone. <laughs> that, that was saying the other. Her big ass outside. She outside bringing the groceries in. And then That's look, it. And I'm out of here. Okay. Jeez. Which one of y'all said that last Tuesday at Foot Locker in the Beverly Center in Los Angeles, California? Not specific. Migos rapper Takeoff and Sarai, daughter of embattled R&B singer Brandy Norwood, walked into the fitting room area, three-way mirror at the same time, wearing the same Nike jogging suit, and just stood there and stared at their reflections. Which one of y'all said it? <laughs> 
that beat that I was waiting on. I want to <laughs> welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. I can speak for everybody in here when I say that as well. We're going to steer it on over here. Hey, friend, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dustin Ross? Doing good. Doing real good. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was good. Sante's still recuperating over here. I don't even want to be here no more. <laughs> you know they look alive. Really? <laughs> and you know, now that you do this, they're going to do a side-by-side. And I'll be proven right Oh, again. my God, you guys, please stop doing those. <laughs> because here. they be adding my name. I'm like, don't put yeah, me Yeah, don't in put that. Fran in it. Keep doing them, that, but just stop that, tagging Fran. That Warwick Wood. I was like, no, 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 no. Man. Please take Westbrook. my name out. No. Warwick oh Westbrook. <laughs> oh my god. They should do so a collab mean. anyway. Warwick time. Warwick X Westbrook. That looks good. That would work. What would you do this week? Line of nose plug. It? You know what? A line of smelling salts. Dion oh Warwick god. Westwood. Essential oils. Anyway, I had a great weekend this weekend. This dude. And I want to give some love <laughs> to um <laughs> Cash Style. Hey, okay. oh, that's right. I was fortunate enough. Shout out to Alex yes. Rago um, from Ambitious Minds. Uh, we went to the Motivation Tour here in New York City. Everybody that knows me and my musical taste knows that one of my all-time favorite and signature songs is Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares intro. Mm. And y'all know how much love I got for oh, Cast Out. So being at the concert was like the them both being on tour and Lil Durk was in the middle. Uh, it was just a great show. So I'm so happy. Cash Doll was so warm and gracious. Um, that picture is so cute. Thank you. It's so actually, now you got Mary and Cash Doll. Yeah. yeah you know, on her birthday, virgin. it was Cash Doll's birthday. So I got a chance to tell yeah. her happy birthday. It was Sweet. just great. So shout out to Cash Doll. It was just great. Great weekend. Um, shout out to everybody. I had fun. Um, and yeah, roll over to Asante. <laughs> What'd you do? My weekend was fun. Uh, thank you to all my friends for coming out. I was celebrating my 31st birthday. Yay! Yay. Um, bring, 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 bring. 31, aka 30 fun. I can't <laughs> believe I've been in New York for 10 years. This is Damn, insane. Damn, that's crazy. Yes, but uh, it was great. Thank you all for coming out. Uh, it was for a project that I have coming up. OMG. <laughs> I, I wonder what the fuck this is going to look like when it happens, but uh, y'all definitely set that shit on fire. Uh, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'd like to say I have a very, very great scene. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Friend, <laughs> friend, I'm going to have to actually commission you to direct, to direct the next one. Please, you know, for you I would love that. that. Um, that, was, that was A1. Okay, that was fun <laughs> as hell. But yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. How about you, friend? How was your weekend? It was good. I Like, I've told you guys before, I'm getting back in the swing of coming back to working. Yes. I literally took the first quarter off and that those days are over. Yeah. Um, so I'll be working on a campaign and filming this week. So kind of wrapping my brain. Yeah, I know. I'm so we excited. Back, back. Wrapping my brain around that. And of course, it was awesome being a part of your project. <laughs> yes, that I Lord. cannot wait for people to hear all about. Yes. So dope. I learned. Well, yes. never mind. But I remember everything that's a part of it. You were you were amazing. Uh-huh. You were amazing. I, remember, I was catching you on. You were amazing. I was catching on. But go ahead. <laughs> and, 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 and I must say, I like that you was you was you was feeling it. You more, was fucking uh, with it. <laughs> I was like, all right, he fucking with this. Oh, okay, more on that so later. Good. I can't yes. say what I want to yes. say. Go on, yes. go on, go on. Yes. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. Um, <laughs> and then to uh, cap off the weekend, 
Crystal made me watch Acrimony. Yeah, I am so happy that I did not get roped into that. I'm so happy y'all be doing y'all ladies thing and that happened to y'all. Oh, because man. what? Why? Fran's reactions when Crystal asked her, so Fran, how I was... trying to yeah. be nice. I just, I kept laughing, hoping that her, the time on her uh, story would mm-hmm. run out. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't. She kept it there. I was like, why is she holding the button? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty bad. So you loved it? I, I, I sure. <laughs> it was, so you want to be in the sequel? No, I mean <laughs> honestly, it was just like I don't know. Is I he haven't okay? seen it. I think maybe he's I tired. Seen it. He I haven't tired. seen it, but they say that the question <laughs> is the tired. question I keep seeing is like, how the fuck did she get on the boat? On the fucking boat. So that is a thing. That is then. a yeah. thing. Okay. Twice, no. two times, she just appears on this boat, and you're like, wait, what? Oh, no. <laughs> Does she swim? No. It don't make sense. <sighs> and such a Not talented much. actor, you know? Like, being yeah. in that position is just like... Mm. You guys know me. I, I'm not someone that likes to say that something is good or bad. Yeah. But I just, just was... I, yeah, I can't lie. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> stunned. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. We all have bad projects. Um, <laughs> but it was a fun weekend. It was a, it was a good mix <laughs> of seeing all the people that I love... Um, I love seeing Asante so happy and getting to hang out with the girls and then knocking out um, the work that's coming up. So it was pretty good. Dope. So you ready to jump in? Oh, wait, you have a black business that you said you well, wanted to highlight. It'll actually go into this uh, the recap. So we can oh, do perfect. the recap. First? And, yep. Perfect. And before so. we do that, I actually have a church announcement this oh, week. Okay. Go ahead. That's right. The choir got the motherfucking robes on this week. Now, I don't know what's <laughs> underneath them, but they got the robes on. <laughs> you ever thought about that? What people be wearing under their choir robes? Because I know it's some, Chris, some freaky Christian. Oh, my God. Uh, cut it out. Anyway. You think they anyway. got lingerie? It might be some stretch Stop lace it. up under them choir robes, y'all. It See. might be a bustier up underneath them choir robes. Even worse that you would say that because, you know, some Sundays they be having their dress codes, too. Mm-hmm. So imagine like, oh, I got the colors on all mm-hmm. right. I'm like, oh, oh. That's why they always looking sultry like that. Sisters be looking <laughs> sultry. sultry. They do. They be covered up and still looking sultry. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I can't bring some dignity back to this thing. <laughs> um, I would like to. I'm so happy to announce that on Saturday, March 30th uh, in Detroit, Michigan, I'm going to be hosting. I'm the master of ceremonies for the National Society of Black Engineers. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah, it's their what? 2019 Golden Torch Award. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, a huge event for them. Um, of course, the National Society of Black Engineers was an organization I was very happy to partner with just celebrating black excellence in engineering. It's such an esteemed organization. Um, I'm, I'm happy about this affiliation so Yay. the master ceremonies at that gala I can't wait to keep the program moving and keep everybody feeling good and happy and just celebrate literal black excellence right yes. master of ceremonies yeah so it's gonna be yes. pretty cool so it's in Detroit um, Saturday March 30th um, and I look forward to meeting all of these dignified black people I'm still gonna cuss but I will be there in a tux, so I'm excited. Congratulations. Thank Wait, you. and actually, now that we're discussing black excellence, let Shut us say congratulations. Up. Officially. Officially to Kid Fury and Crystal. The Reed. Because it's finally announced right. that they have their show with Fuse. A huge yeah. deal. Talk show slash variety show. Oh, my God. I mean, their vision coming to life on television is going to be fun for everybody. So. And I was laughing. I was like, Crystal, what are the odds that you're on the same network as Young <laughs> M.A.? 
Yeah. <laughs> because if you know, you know. That's right. <laughs> Circle getting smaller. Wow. And I, I have to also shout out my friend Brianna, who runs the Hood Witch online. Oh, yeah. Yes, she has a collaboration that just dropped at Ulta Beauty mm. with Smashbox Cosmetics. And it is so dope. Dope like, as hell. The images, because she's known for that. Like her visuals are really what set her apart from all the other brujas online. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to go get it, first mm-hmm. of all, because y'all know I'm going to ransack that shelf. Remember, we did that for Fenty mm-hmm. Beauty. I, <laughs> I don't even wear it. It's all in my house, like rotting. <laughs> but I had to get it. <laughs> Just Okay, to we, had to, we had to find out what number you was. And yeah, everything. it was so hard. Yeah. I still don't think I got the right color, but it's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so people doing amazing things yeah, we're shout so out. excited and I am emotional already thinking of the insane. watch parties that we have every weekend now we're going to be watching our friends shows yes can't insane. even deal can't even deal amazing. congratulations Congrats to everybody out there doing cool shit man so on last week's episode titled intellectual property we had a great conversation about intellectual property laws where we discussed everything from fashion nova allegedly swiping clothing from indie designers to Ooh. Fortnite allegedly uh, swiping dances from really young creatives on instagram and just why is it that there are no ramifications for this theft this theft you hear me <laughs> <laughs> and as always you guys had a lot to say so who stood out to you asante well, because it's actually my birthday month, you know, I picked hey. a few people out of the emails. Me too, me too. So, um, I want to get started with Mashonda. Uh, her what Mashonda wrote it? Not oh, that. Oh no, you Mashonda, set that up too perfectly. And not that one. Not that one. What would Mashonda like to be, say about that? There are going to be plenty. Of, I don't know, but apparently Asante didn't like it because he was like, "I'm finna get it started with Mashonda." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Y'all finna get it started? Like, what y'all finna argue about?" Let's go. No, so <laughs> I feel like this is going to be terrible because I'm already set this up and she set this up so this is Bashan's email anyway the so subject, it is or it ain't this is her email the email the subject is intellectual edges 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 oh it's about Alicia Keys no it's <gasps> not that's what I told you it's not anyway Mashanda said three years ago I created this video of me filling in my edges with an eyebrow pencil just for fun because your girl's edges are fine and posted it to Facebook Little did I know, I should have uploaded it to YouTube first, then shared it because I would have had over a million views. Mm. Anywho, I shared this video and hair loss companies started posting the video to their sites stating that I used their products to help fill my edges in. Stop it. Also, people were hitting me up asking if I could help them fill their edges in because we know there is an epidemic of hairstylists snatching edges. I researched the intellectual property laws to see if I could file something against the companies using my video to promote their products, and I couldn't. I was more mad at the thought of gullible people getting duped, thinking their trash-ass products worked. I included the link below to see uh, so y'all can see the video. So that's the video I was watching. That you were showing. Oh, yes. my God. That's crazy. Um, and I also wanted to go on ahead and give a shout-out to this NPL Consulting Um, They wrote in Fashion Over Prosperous because clothing can't be trademarked. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm an attorney and I educate entrepreneurs on the legal aspects of running a business on uh, on running a business. One of the main things I teach is protecting your intellectual property. I was so happy to hear you guys amplify this important topic. There are so many amazing entrepreneurs out here who have no idea how to protect their work. This is especially bad in the fashion world because clothing is considered 
utilitarian. Right. Meaning the main function of clothing is to warm and cover the body. Trademarks occur in fashion when there is a signature pattern or fabric like Louis Vuitton. Fashion Nova and companies like them are able to flourish because of this loophole. Outside of the label and probably the quality and construction, how do you tell a designer dress from a knockoff? Both of them cover the body. I hope this gives some clarity as to why Fashion Nova can continue to rake in the dollars by using other people's ideas. I thought that that was really fucked up, so I had to go on ahead and shout that out. And lastly, I want to shout out the uh, Black Business. <laughs> she wrote in, and um, she writes in her name's Ashley Purnell. Uh, she's actually wrote. She actually wrote in the friends on on Married to Medicine LA. Uh, hi guys, my name is Ashley Purnell, and I have my own event planning company called A Purnell Production. I plan social events, weddings, seminars, baby showers, and whatever else a client might need. Under my brand, I host travel inspired events for young uh, entrepreneurs or hardworking people in LA who need a break, a moment to get away, but don't really have the time or the budget. So I created A Staycation Events. I host different travel-themed events for affordable prices. I've done a Morocco-themed event on the beach with amazing food at a, and a henna artist, a Cuban event at the beach with fresh fruit salad, Cuban food, mojito bar, and even a Cuban cigar roller who taught the guests how to roll Cubans. Oh, can you pause right there? Yes. Did that make you think about your trip to Cuba, friend? Mm-mm. Okay, go ahead, Asante. <laughs> <laughs> a Thailand event with Thai food, yoga, and meditation, which touches on last week's episode. I pitched it to a large brand for sponsorship for the yoga mats. They declined. I still purchased 30 mats from them. My friend worked for the, for the company at the time. The week after I sent my pitch deck, the same girl I pitched that to declined. She was in the coffee room bragging about how she's going to do a Thailand-themed event. <gasps> Soon as she it. saw my friend, she looked like she saw a ghost and stopped talking. The event she tried to do was a bust. Ha. Huh? But anyway. Not the ha. I recently did a taping for the new Bravo show, Married to Medicine LA. I taped when we were planning and the day of the event. The episode I did aired this Sunday. So, Did you watch this Sunday? I sure did. So these are the pictures from the event. Yes. So she did this event. Yes. (laughs) Well, congratulations to her. Round of applause because it was cute, actually. Yeah. So she said, while I was taping, I kept thinking about the friend zone (laughs) and found myself saying little things that only the listeners will understand, like singing, well, 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 (laughs) or I, too. I even once looked at the camera and said, hi, Dustin, in TV land. Oh, I haven't seen Final Cuts, but I'm praying one of the friend zone quotes makes it on the show. It was just my way of showing you I will watch that. Day. Oh, that is such so a cool shout letter. Shout out to Ashley Purnell. Her Instagram is a.purnellproduction. It's P-U-R-N-E-L-L production spelled all the way out too. If you go look at the Instagram, you'll see some of the other events that she's done. She's worked with uh, tons of different artists, created like really cool experiences, and she's just really cool. She's done stuff for like Love and Hip Hop people. You know, Looks this good. is one of their pride events. They did these balloons and stuff. She's done uh, her Cuban steak she got the roller there for the Cuban cigars and all that. Nice. So, Very yeah. nice. Shout out to Ashley Purnell. Check her out yeah. and tell the friends on sent you. And that is it for me. Friend, what have you found over there in the SoundCloud streets? You in the Twitter streets? You hopping it's everywhere? It's a little of both. Okay. You so riding around I felt like I felt me. like that. I don't even know how I knew. I was like, I feel like she's going to do a little bit of everything. you see I got both over here. <laughs> Double fisting. So in the Twitter streets, Alicia Smith says, my brother, Sean C. Johnson, is a local gospel artist. Heard someone singing his song on Greenleaf. Oh. 
they had not cleared it with him. He had to reach out to OWN to notify them. Wild to me how a large network and popular show didn't clear that first. Could you imagine Man. you're watching Greenleaf and you're like someone just starts singing your song? You getting text messages and stuff like, oh, I heard your song on tonight's episode. They're like, congratulations. Um, and we also had a, a scientific publishing solutions company called Atkinson, which was great. I'm like, we literally got... Wow. Uh, it was like a pouring of messages and emails from people. So that was pretty awesome. But Atkins, Atkinson Scientific Publishing Solutions says, loved this episode of the podcast. Stealing other people's research happens a lot as well, mm. even in academic publishing, which is crazy because you look to academic publishing to use your citations mm -hmm. and then that may be stolen. What the fuck? Um, one of my professors said that one of her lab supervisors stole her research when she was a master's student and published it quickly before she knew how to write it up as an article. Wow. Could you imagine? I can't even imagine. And then lastly, a lot of you directed me to a tweet by a lawyer under the name of Joe Luciano. And she wanted all creatives to know that the Supreme Court just ruled this week, funny enough, wow. that we would have, I'm telling you, it always happens, this week that you can no longer sue someone for copyright infringement. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I keep saying fridge. <laughs> Infringement. It was such a cold ad. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have a registration in that work, your rights start once the application is approved, not before and not while pending. Mm. Apparently, that wasn't the rule, she mentions in her second tweet. She said before you could bring a claim against someone without registration, uh, for infringement, even before I keep saying infringement. That's mm -hmm. so funny. My brain is like not connecting uh, for infringement before you registered. So she's saying now it's super important you register your work. So your rights to protect that work are attached. Well, there you go. So that's kind of interesting that the Supreme Court would would do that. It's like now you need to have that shit registered before you can even come to us right. with a copyright claim. And it's claim. up to us to approve your application. And it's up to us. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not... While it's approving, while it's pending, it right. needs to be approved already before you even come talk to us. How typical of the current administration. <laughs> right. So that, you know, that. And then I have one more, just the SoundCloud one, because this one was really good, too. You guys had a lot of really great feedback. Thankful. Um, Rakaya, such a pretty name. Rakaya Salam said, hey, friend zone. Hey. First, shout out to y'all because I started the friend zone all the way from the beginning last year. Oh, wow. And you. I haven't looked back. I'm currently in law school. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, studying word. to be an IP attorney. Mm, and I really enjoyed this episode. Like you all, I strongly believe in the protection of creators. And I initially believe that we should have stricter IP laws. However, in law school is where I learned the reasoning behind IP protection. These laws were developed solely to promote the progress of useful arts and science. Oftentimes, creators create because they're inspired by something they saw or heard. It's quite rare to come up with a completely unexplored idea, especially in this day and age. That's why there are such narrow guidelines as to what is and what isn't protected. I'd urge you to consider where the advancement of art and science would be if any and everything was eligible for IP protection. Artists could no longer build off of each other's ideas out of fear of IP infringement, and the advancement of art as we know it could reach a halt. 
But on the flip side, there are at least baseline protections because creators would stop creating out of fear of any and everybody stealing their work. There's a lot that needs to be fixed, but it's interesting to think about the impact that tightening or loosening these laws could have on creativity on a macro level. Very true. And like that was probably my favorite comment because it affirmed what I when I hit you guys last week and I was saying I think we need to continue the conversation Mm because there's just so many layers to it we stuck to the laws last year and it's more of the legalese but there's also like the emotional mental Mm -hmm. spiritual and even just for the sake of art like there's also Mm -hmm. that conversation which we wanted to have Mm -hmm. today and she hit it right on the nail she She just posted that comment yesterday so I was grateful that I caught her before we recorded and it just was very affirming of where we wanted to take the conversation because that is something to consider we do have rights as creatives but you also want people to build right even off of what you've created so what's like the line super clarifying comment yeah so thankful you guys are just brilliant listeners and i'm always happy to read what you have to say dustin what's about you would you find on the twitter they didn't been to school in these comments Let's see. The first tweet that I want to give a highlight to comes from HBCU Confessions, which is a Twitter account that I'm obsessed with. I told you guys these anonymous submissions. This one that we're highlighting this week says, I'm a man that likes getting his nipples sucked by his girls. Wow. Is that gay? Oh, yeah, that was last week. Well, it's back this week. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, what happened? I swear I it We got to bring it back because it just wants y'all to really <laughs> go to this account. <laughs> Dana? Um, I also want to give a shout out to everybody who <laughs> felt the love from uh, our adoration of and quit and their song, I Will Always Be There For You. We got a ton of tweets, a ton of outpouring of support. Uh, and I shared love for the Miami trio and quit. Um, so shout out to you guys that did all of that. I also want to give a shout out to Vogue magazine who did a really dope collaboration with Dawn Richard um, yes. uh, about her new project, uh, The New Breed. Wait, um, Vogue did? Vogue. Yeah, they did a whole photo shoot in New Orleans oh, like that highlights all these like references. It's really, really dope. So shout out to Vogue for that. Um, shout out to Xavier Delu XD from the Jade and XD podcast our friend who tweeted hits blunt is it called sand because it's between sea and land wow shout out to XD thought that was absolutely hilarious (laughs) last tweet I want to give a highlight to comes from Isha Weber I-S-H-A underscore Weber who says when my faves that keep me sane our examples in today's lecture. Respect to Anamique, 1977. So there was a lecture that took place at a university um, that highlighted our show as well as Writers of Color, the Mostly Lit podcast um, in Black Valley, UK. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, we were cited as examples of media diversified in a college lecture. And our image is up on the um, projector. So That always blows my mind. Yeah. When people see our work through that lens, it's really cool, right? (laughs) All right, and that's it. Uh, Unless y'all want to close out on a joke. Should we close out on a funny tweet? Why don't we close out on a funny tweet? Go ahead. Okay, so this one goes (laughs) to at Mr. GGEE54, who who quoted a tweet of someone who took a picture of some guys dancing at like a black college uh, beach party, and one of the guys was throwing up a fake Q uh, Omega Sci-Fi symbol. 
hand symbol. Mm -hmm. And so they circled it and said, this man is not a Q. So this tweet was quoted by Mr. G54, who apparently is a Q. Mm -hmm. And he responded to the tweet saying, what the fuck you want us to do? Tell Big Brother Almighty, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So I just thought that was And the crazy thing is, that dude in the picture, apparently Uh he is a Q. (laughs) Like, like upon further investigation, like, it was like a whole, his whole Instagram was him, like, being a Q. And then he made his shit private. And I was like, well, hey, that's that's because they probably was wearing his ass up. Oh, you know apparently, they, they shouldn't have been. Right. I was like, God. But yeah, that response. Uh, so, what the fuck you want us to do? <laughs> Tell Big Brother Almighty, we don't care. I thought that was hilarious. That and was that's all I got. <laughs> I think I got some good reactions out of that thread. <laughs> so, y'all ready for this week's conversation? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. Let's do it. Imagine if your phone was the same as it was in the 1940s, which I wouldn't even have one. <laughs> Well, that's exactly when the technology you're using to clean your air was developed, with the invention of the HEPA filter. Thankfully, today's sponsor, Molecule, has introduced a breakthrough science that is finally capable of destroying air pollutants at a molecular level. Molecule's Pico technology goes beyond HEPA filtration. It captures and completely destroys the full spectrum of indoor air pollutants, including those 1,000 times smaller than what a HEPA filter can catch. In fact, in a study of 49 allergy sufferers presented at the American College of Asthma, Allergy, and Immunology, Molecule's technology provided dramatic, statistically significant symptom reduction within a week of use. One customer even said she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. Mm. Wow. That's right. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science. But most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has already helped allergy and asthma sufferers around the country better cope with their conditions and significantly reduce their symptoms. For $75 off your first order, visit M-O-L-E K-U-L-E dot com and enter the code FRIENDZONE at checkout. Molecule, the air you were meant to breathe is finally here. So before we get started on the topic, I actually wanted to throw in some funny trademark stories. So did y'all know that Kylie Jenner submitted a U.S. trademark application for the name Kylie? Get out of here. So she can She it. wanted to protect her name in relation to advertising, entertainment, and personal appearances. What about Kylie? And guess right. I, like Kylie Minogue. You got it. Dead. I was going to oh. say, and guess who was like, hell no. Okay. okay. Like, I guess Why she's just dead. Come, come into right. Come on, <laughs> shit. But but I thought that was so interesting because I get Move it. My body. There's a part of it that I get. Just it's like the locomotion up slow. in here. You know how Forever Twenty One is. They'll be putting out a T-shirt with Kylie's name or whatever, mm-hmm. and and they can do that. So I understand right. why she kind of wanted to protect her brand. But I mean, you everyone loves Kylie Minogue. Okay, it was love at first sight. You know what? I love Kylie. And then Taylor, you know Taylor Swift had some trademarks too. She trademarked Party Like It's 1989. She so can if have you that. ever say that <laughs> she can't honestly. So if you ever say that you have trouble. This sick beat Will now, you? that's where I draw the damn line. You want to talk about appropriation? This. Bitch, where do you get off talking about this sick beat and you can't even keep up with it? <laughs> you can't even stay really? on it. And you really? talking about it's sick? You Shut up. You can't use it. You can't this use it. Beat. And you can't use the, the phrase, because um, we never go out of style. <laughs> Wait a minute. She also trademarked, nice to meet you, where you been? What? 
No. Obviously, these are all, these are all related to her songs. Her songs I'm yeah. sorry. I, so, I remember that. Go. And I think they're all related to that one-ass album, ain't they? Yeah. From <laughs> that. that Polaroid album. She pulled, she tried, tried to trademark Polaroids, too. <laughs> Which is funny, because that's and the album when she said... look what you made me do. Because that's the album all that has that. Uh, Welcome to New York on it. Like, she from damn New York, and she I, not. You can't trademark. I hope she didn't trademark. There's she no could, way. She could not have trademarked. No, she looked like she might be from upstate, though. All of our mugs and t-shirts and shit. Imagine she would have make money off of all those tourist spots down in 34. Right. <laughs> then the New York gonna start making money off her ass. You know? But, you know, it's just, I thought that was kind of crazy. Like, I get it, but then it's rough. Yeah. And I do want to say, as always, it never fails that we have our shows where we talk about certain things and then something happens. For legal reasons, not going to go into too many details. Obviously, you guys can see on Twitter if you've been following us what's been happening with one of my tweets. But the reality is just be careful with the things that you tweet because we don't have any rights. Real. And people can sell stuff, people can use stuff, and you really are asked out because if you, it's not a published work. Or like I mentioned, um, the tweets, the set of tweets by the lawyer, mm-hmm. if you haven't already registered it, it's too late. Mm. And people were like, why didn't you register your tweet? I'm like, who registers tweets? Right. <laughs> it's just not something I thought of. It was a, a conversation I was having. It wasn't like I was like, this is the quote. You know what I yeah. mean? So it hurts. It's painful. It's life. I think it's a huge lesson for all of us as creatives, just how the game goes, especially those of you that be sharing movie ideas. I see y'all do that a lot. Okay. Being like, can Rihanna and um, I forget what was the movie someone came up with. Oh, um, Lupita. Lupita mm-hmm. and Issa Rae, remember? Yeah. Yes. by Issa Rae. Yep. And then y'all do that a lot. Y'all go into threads sharing, like, ideas for what would be a good movie. Be careful because you won't have rights. Yeah. Because Twitter's not copyright. So it's just, it's been hard. It's Tell been a rough Kanye week. Doing his publishing his damn book on Twitter. Oh, my God. Is that what he did say that, right? All the pages like, are sticking the together because no one's reading that. <laughs> But, you know, we got it. I will say thank you again to all the lawyers because they sent us so many emails and messages. And I felt really proud because a yeah. lot of them said they thought that the way we explained it was really clear. And that, you know, that cosign is always nice because this is their craft. So yeah. I'm always thankful that we could kind of uh, share that information in the right way. And, and shout out to the lawyers listening. <laughs> and shout out to the lawyers listening. I felt good. Very good. Especially the ones who emailed in and had like the company logo and the signature of their email. Right. Everything yes. was official. It was official. Everything was right. official. Yeah. So building on that conversation, mm-hmm. there's this idea that there's nothing new under the sun. What's that? It comes from the Bible, right? Even that exact phrase. Because, you know, let's quote it. Yeah. <laughs> let's, okay. Let's give the source. You know, whatever. Whatever. What do they call it? Ecclesiastes. 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 <laughs> I was one of the nasties. Oh, my God. I got put out. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that that's real? That there's nothing new under the sun? There's no original thought? There's no original creation? Absolutely not. I believe Amen. that there are new things under the sun. And even if one even if one was to make the argument that there was nothing new under the sun, there's always a new take on what's under the sun. Mm. Boom. Okay? So you may see it your way and I see it mine. You may have Tiny's eyes and I may have mine. <laughs> However, <laughs> mine, okay? I saw what I saw. So that's what I think. What, what about you, you Asante? <laughs> um 
Um, yeah, you know, I'm actually a school of both thoughts. Like, it's literally that glass that's going to be half full or half empty. It's literally the same damn thing. Um, and I always think back to Shakespeare. I think back to, I think I talked before about my high school as a performing arts school and how they did, uh, you know, we did plays every year. So there would be Romeo and Juliet. And then there would be, and let's start with Romeo and Juliet because I feel like that's a really popular one. That's been redone a million trillion times, right? It sure has. Um, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo Must Die, Stevie J and Jocelyn. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. H- hood love stories, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why does it fit? <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I-, I couldn't even really argue with him. I just yeah. let, that, let, yeah, it let it go. Because you remember... <laughs> The original everybody I feel like read Romeo and Juliet in school. Yeah. And then there was the movie that came out with like Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes and all them. And it was like a crazy take on like this shit that we read in school, like the Capulets and the Romulets. It was and, good. Uh, did you like Montagues. it? The Montagues. Yes, I, I did. Liked it. The, the nigga from the Oz was in there. <laughs> <laughs> he was in drag doing that. Oh, you know what? Because we having this moment. I know it ain't the music man segment, but that little nigga in that movie was singing his ass off. Quindon. Hello, that's why I discovered Quindon. Brothers and sisters together will make us through. I don't remember the words. Yes. And I will be there for you. Vocals! Yeah. That was not vocals. Vocals for the locals. That, that I the fell song. in love with Yo, Quindon after that. that. Shout movie. out to Quindon. Yes. Quindon Tarver. I feel like we've shouted him out before a long We time have, ago. probably from the but, same scene, too. But, but it's because, you know... It, Romeo and Juliet was already dope, you know what I'm saying, I guess. if You know, the poison and all that shit was scandalous. But then to watch the movie, and then there was the gun and all that shit, and this nigga's in there singing, it was like an experience. I loved it, because it was through the lens of our generation. Right, because, you know, Claire Danes was, you know... I, and I loved her. She was like the shit then. She Hell had the, yeah. My So-Called what was the Life. Shit? My So-Called Life yes. with Jared Leto. Oh, my God. Yes, she was like that bitch then. So it was yeah, like she was real busy because she always be looking tired now these days. <laughs> oh my god! Because she didn't put the work in. Yeah, all that sporadic <laughs> shit. Just, just, and just, she's still working because I love Homeland. Do y'all watch man, Homeland I on Showtime? That yeah, show is good. It was fucking my nerves too bad. That's it's how sad. you it's know good. it's good. It's stressful. <laughs> I remember <laughs> going to sleep afterwards because I was like depleted. Yeah, I would go to sleep shaking my oh my god. I still feel like this bomb might go off. I don't know what's happening. That's like, so funny. I didn't know y'all watch. Hell yes, they used to fuck me up. <laughs> and then the fact that her, never mind, we, we're going to do, we're gonna have to revisit that as a family Ooh, one day. Jesus. But yes, uh, back to Shakespeare, that, and then to move for, further along, uh, Romeo and must have died with Aaliyah and Jet Lee. Like that was like. Oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, I never saw that. <laughs> so that's based on Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, yes. Yep. yep. It was, it was like another new, it was like a newer modernized Aaliyah version of was, was Juliet and. Jet Li. I would say Bruce Lee. And Jet Li was... <laughs> Romeo, okay. yeah. Yep. You know, two families ain't supposed to be together. Where does DMX fit? He's just the soundtrack, right? I forgot. He did the ground. He was Quindon. He was the no. groundskeeper. <laughs> Everybody's free! <laughs> Put your hands up! <laughs> no, no, that didn't happen. He was the groundskeeper. <laughs> I don't remember what DMX did. I think he was, he was, the he was a villain, so he was like, I don't even know if there was like a little finger character Romeo and Julie. I can't fucking remember. This is so funny. <laughs> but yes, you know, like it's so funny because these are all the same original story from Shakespeare, but it's like way different takes that you might not have even put together. Because there's some shows that have, I can't even think of, and they're like the storyline was like a Romeo and Juliet esque, and I was like, oh damn, like I didn't even think about that. In my mind, I believe. Shakespeare was like ghetto. 
<laughs> I would tell you why. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you I why. Mean the name. Because thank <laughs> you, number real. one. That is too close to like Shakik, like <laughs> Shakespeare. Okay, so the name alone. Thank you, friend. Also, Shakespeare was kicking that real shit. He and was. that's why the themes have lasted this real. long. Okay. Real. And who keeps it more real than, to be like, think about how, let me think who's ghetto, like how Cardi B is like unapologetic. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And just like out What there. city would Shakespeare be from? Um, let me see. He was maybe Toronto. He's emotional. You did? He talked about emotions. <laughs> Not Detroit? Toronto. No. Shakespeare was from Detroit, baby. Do you know how Macbeth would have ended? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. But I think Shakespeare at his now I'm telling you, mm-hmm. this could be researched. In his time, I believe that Shakespeare was like a little hood. That's so ghetto. funny. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you guys feel about reinterpretations like that? Do you think that's a cool thing that somebody would take an old story and create the new millennial version? And I say millennial because we're talking about the things that are coming out now. Right. But do you think that's cool or should everything just be fresh, original? I think it's cool as long as there are... Um, as long as whatever they take, as long as what as ooh, <laughs> like Johnny Taylor said, teeth and tongue fall out. That's Jocelyn. She got the right tongue twisted. Right I'll get you, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> how you gonna let him talk about me, Stevie? Let me be here. Let's talk about this nigga. Anyway, I'm just saying, though, I believe that um, that's cool as long as however you modernize it, that impacts the story in a way that gives it a new spin. Mm-hmm. Prime example, right? This new movie, Little, that Marcy Martin wrote and produced. Okay, based and on it's Big, based right? on Big, yes. which was a classic story, my, classic one film. One of movies. my listen. Don't let me stand on that piano, okay? <laughs> but I told you I bought that piano from F.A.O. Schwartz. You did, friend. From what? my godson. Friend. Oh. I, I had to. When I saw it, I was like, that was a toy I always wanted mm-hmm. since I was yeah. little. And obviously, we couldn't afford it because it was at FAO Schwartz. Okay. I mean, like, my mom was like, you could play with it in the store. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when I got the money to be able to buy it, I bought it for my godson. And of course, my best friend hated me for it. But because she was like, ding. he is just jumping on the show. Okay, I was about to say, so when did the family kill gift? you? <laughs> yes, a beautiful, awesome. But book. you're right, it is a new interpretation of it which is pretty cool makes it good right yeah and so it's a new idea it's inspired pays right. homage to the original and it, it's its own thing yeah do now, it that way I do believe that there is such thing as original thought sometimes I think about the sometimes I think about the quote and and I think in a spiritual sense maybe there's no original thought because there's like a pool of I think of like a pool of information that's being channeled. So maybe in that sense, like everything comes from God. You know, you start getting yeah. hippy dippy. Like it's not originally yours. Mm. It's a collective thought and it's just a matter of who scoops it first in a way. But then when you think of it in a human lens, I'm like, how could you say there's no original thought when you have someone like Steve Jobs who came up with the freaking iPhone and the iPod and laptops, you know, like all the technological advances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are a lot of gurus. Let's even go on the spiritual side. Y'all know how I feel about Osho, as problematic mm-hmm. as he is. I've read uh, and listened to tons of podcasts to try to gain an understanding, like, where did he get these thoughts from? Was he... 
studying under someone? Like, did he have a tutor or a mentor? Or maybe there were other gurus above him that were older that he that kind of helped formulate his thoughts. Oh, like OGs. Yeah, like he yeah. had to have OGs. Original gurus. <laughs> Here goes Dustin. <laughs> That'd be a really cute shirt. <laughs> but I'll get copyright. <laughs> they might take it. Um, but you know, I got curious because I think that is the part of this conversation that interests me the most. When you see the people that have influenced you, do you ever wonder who influenced them? Or yeah. sort of like think, try to trace that. Cause that's something I've always done. Try to trace. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of like Prince, for example, right? Mm-hmm. He's someone that I always was like, wow, what a supernova. There was no one that looked like him, no one that dressed like him with his little butt cheeks coming out the back of the pants or the chaps <laughs> or whatever, his little heels and how he was androgynous and um, the the songs being like funk and soul and rock and punk and just a mixture of everything. But then you think of people before him, like a James Brown, Mm-hmm. And you can see elements of James Brown in him. You can see um, what's the his name? Shoe the, um, the... the high heel shoe, legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's his name? The funk dude that we have, George Clinton. George Clinton. Mm-hmm. I see elements of George Clinton, you know. And also, is that something that you do, where you try to research your favorites and who influenced them before them? Yes, and Takashi Six Nine. Even though he owe a lot of people money. <laughs> He owed George Clinton some money right now. Them colored dreads <laughs> oh and braids like, and shit. <laughs> yeah, that wig he stole from uh, George Clinton. Pay him his money. Thank you. I also no, feel like... Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, I feel like that's something that's missed upon, too. Like, when you hear these new artists that come out, nobody really says, like, who their influences are anymore. Like, every now and then you'll get somebody. So true. But I feel like it used to be exciting because you used to see an artist and hear an artist and, like, love an artist and think it was cool when they would finally tell you, like, oh, you know, the, I get inspirations from here and there. And you're like, mm, oh, yeah, I see I that. I can I see get it. That. I can yeah. hear it. And then it puts you in closer to, like, who you want to see them work with or people that you would like to, like, watch them, like, give uh, pay homage to one day, stuff like that. Well, I think people, and obviously I can't speak for everyone, but I've noticed that people are afraid to admit that they've been influenced by other people because they feel that it's going to take away from how they're viewed or how their work is perceived. And I get it, especially when you have these copyright conversations, you might, you know, feel a little bit anxious admitting like what you took from this or extracted from that. But honestly, I always find it really impressive when someone that I admire will be like, you know, this book changed my life or this Mm -hmm. is this is the book that really helped formulate or develop a lot of the way that I think now. Or these are the roll ups that don't burn fast. (laughs) Yes. The face he just made. I thought you would say something else. But you know what I mean? Like I've I personally find it cool and I like being able to trace people's stories, you know, and being like, oh, I get it. Like you said, if they say like this person influenced you know, Kari Fo, is it Kari or Kari? Kari Fo. Kari Fo tweeted um, this week that Mystical sounds like James Brown to her. Yeah. And I, I mean, died because yeah. I was like, oh my God. And it's she like, was like, that means that James Brown would have been a dope ass rapper. Yeah. And it, it's so true. Mystical literally sounds like James Brown. And then you think of all the other artists and who, like, both of them sound Ariana like Ariana Grande Benzo. sounds exactly like Mariah to me when exactly I hear her. Exactly like yes. Mariah Carey. I mean, her run, sometimes it's like bugged out. Like, I'm like, this is Mariah. It's the same sound. It's bugged out. And I wonder if they've ever had a convo about that. I'm not entirely sure what they're Mariah probably won't talk to her. <laughs> 
for me, you know. She's like, I don't know her. Yeah, her like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but is that something that you feel comfortable with, like admitting who you are a combination of? Absolutely. First of all, I feel like it legitimizes you in a sense because, A, it shows that you've done your work and you know your references to a certain extent. And it also shows humility on your part, like, yo, these are the people who literally have paved the way. And that's something you always want to make sure that you do is pay homage and honor and give them roses or maybe even carnations while they're still here or if they've gone on. Yes. <laughs> he said yes. All what that. about you? Yes. All that, yeah. Who are I, you a combination of? And don't lie. I always answer this question in a very ridiculous ways. So. That's the best, though, because then we can see it. I know, because I'm a ridiculous person. <laughs> like, so, like, I can't I can't say exactly who I'm a combination of right at this point, but, like, I've always thought to myself, like, uh, one of the core people, or there's, like, a lot of, like, core black men that I could think of when I was younger that I, I kind of, like, immensely reached out to. So, mentally, one of my, uh Wayne Brady, he was really dope at improv and I all that Wayne stuff. Wayne Brady. And he did Whose Line Is It Anyway. He was a black man operate, operating in a space where he had to figure out, like, being black enough and, you know, still being funny. Cause at think the core, he got it right? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I feel like, you know, he did the best that he could because he <laughs> there were some crazy things that happened in his life. But he had to, you know, go through those lessons, I guess, to pave the way for newer comedians and talent to be like, you know, you don't got to do that crazy shit to fit in. Cause, you know, what did he do? I'm not familiar. Well, so, you know, he had to. So at first he was the real whitewashed comedian. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he did the Dave Chappelle show to kind of <laughs> show that he was black. Like after everybody saw I that, they were like, that. oh, OK, you know, he was like a caricature of himself. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So then um, I actually watched this documentary on him and I, I think it was like an unsung or something like that and he like lost his mind like later on like he was doing shows in Vegas and he was like being like a nigga pretty much and like going too far like I guess he was doing crazy shit getting too fucked up like shit like that so he went off on a bender but I think he's okay now in my mind I still want to work with Wayne Brady because I feel like he's one of the greats like I feel like he had great comedic timing he did amazing shit that a lot of people don't necessarily do as well so much or is not highlighted as much I feel like wasn't he on Broadway recently yeah, he yep. did Kinky Boots. Yeah, because I saw the boots. ad where he had the, like, dress on, and I was like, wait a minute. It's yep. like, isn't that Wayne Brady? Kinky Jodeci Boots. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, most people, I think, struggle so much with where they don't fit in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that, to me, is what makes you cool, though. Like, when I think back, I, I always use one of my closest friends. Shout out to Tatiana. She, uh... She, to me, is a perfect example. When we were in high school, and Claude always laughs about this, she was, she just didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, she would be walking through the, the hallways with her guitar on her back, but she didn't play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you bitches on your toes. It was just a vibe for her, you know what I mean? <laughs> but she carried this heavy-ass thing on the train, and, like, she had, like, I remember her hair. <laughs> I love her so much. She's just... She was just so different in her personality. Like, the things that she found cool. I remember she used to wear these big-ass bell-bottoms from the 70s, like, Mm -hmm. huge Mm bell-bottoms. But then she'd wear them with, like, new balances. (laughs) And then she'd have, like, her hair in the front was locked, but the back was permed. Just really different. And people just didn't know 
how to place her, but I remember always thinking, what a cool-ass kid. Yeah. She's just in a world of her own. Marsha the beat of her own guitar. And she suffered, literally, <laughs> and she suffered so much with depression because of how mean people were about how different she was, but I always thought she was so cool, and that's how we got tight, because I was like, you're the coolest kid, dude. Like, I want to be your friend, and we tight till this day. And she's still just a different-ass person, and I, I almost wish that those kids that did want to do different things and felt called to look different and dress different and cut their hair and maybe they weren't like quote unquote hanging with the cool kids in the cafeteria usually you guys are the most magical ones you're magical so can you just take her to the side one day and be like girl tell me the truth when nobody was looking you was playing the hell out that guitar wasn't you she would wait till the coast was clear and then just play the fuck out that guitar I know she she was just so funny like me and Cloud always like this girl was so funny but you know I I wish she could have seen herself how I saw her absolutely and I think that was the part that broke my heart the most that I just thought she was so special and that's when people seem to you know they like resist their magic because they're trying to hang with the masses. Mm. And I think that is so unfortunate and it's such yeah. a disservice to like what you could be bringing to the world that we've never seen. Right. You are an original thought. That's right. how I view it. That's how I view You're it. You're an original thought. And that's that's so cool to me. And I always paid attention to those kids and I always made sure, even for me, like that I held on to the things that made me cool. I remember in tenth grade, I came in. Did you ever do anything that was like quote unquote weird when you were younger that people around you were like why did you do that yeah. <laughs> like I remember I, I wanted to dye a chunk right here this side platinum blonde for mm-hmm. no no reason dyed it blonde got my nose pierced dyed like my ends copper I don't know what I was going through and it, I remember Claude was like yo that shit looks so cool and, and now the other kids was like what the fuck is <laughs> <laughs> But I wanted to do it, you yeah, know what you I did. mean? And I did it. Okay. And when I look back at pictures now, I'm like, I was cool as fuck yep. because I don't know what I was thinking or doing, but it's what I wanted to do. And yep. I just feel like I wish people felt that free. When they have in, to be. When yeah. I was in middle school, this is very random. I used to wear, because, you know, we did not have money when I was younger. It uh, just, same. It just, it just wasn't really there. So clothing-wise, I was dressing up. I think I was wearing, I was classy this time. I was wearing something out the Target. Hey. It was a reversible shirt, but I used to wear these reversible shirts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> one of my best friends now, he's not the only person. I switch schools a lot. So like at this particular school, I remember thinking like, I ain't going to fuck with nobody here. I don't even know how long I'm going to be here. But I would wear my reversible shirt. And so throughout the day, I would reverse it. I don't even remember why. I think I had like PE class one day. Like it would just end up reversed. So... <laughs> A few people thought that. It would that. just end up reversed. <laughs> it would. I don't know if I just got born. I was like, let me just the flip fuck this shit. your shirt just end up turned inside out. Well, and back on. Because it was a reversible <laughs> shirt. So, you know, I'm in school. I'm like, I got to, you know, show both sides of this shirt. Like, y'all going to get both sides of this shirt. So then people thought that I had a twin. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> and and I you played into it. I, well, not for real. I didn't be like I wasn't like, like. Yeah, have you guys I'm... seen a Sante? <laughs> well, that was the thing because they didn't really know me. They just knew that there was two of me, but they didn't know either one of my names. They they were like, "Hey, yo, so um, I see, I think I seen your brother earlier oh, in the class, and I was like." brother and I was like I don't have a brother he was like you don't got a twin like you got the different shirt y'all wear the shirts and I was like 
Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I haven't seen him today. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, I don't think I've ever seen a reversible shirt. Where y'all get that at? <laughs> they used to have them at Target. Nah, you was about to make me say Target at, at the target. Gap. And you could roll the sleeves up. So it would be like gray on one side oh, and like burnt cute. orange on the other. I'm you so roll late. the sleeves up. Mm-hmm. I want one. Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> but now when you think of these, because obviously, like, you know, we talking about being original and doing what you want, because obviously that makes you stand out. But right. also when you have these influences going back to dialing back to the business side of it, how do you create knowing that you pulled from other people when you have someone like this uh the gay family's case where they sued someone for stealing a groove and stealing a vibe. They didn't steal the mm. note, but they, they quote unquote stole a, a feeling, but that is what influence is, right? That is what it is to be inspired. I didn't steal your notes. I just stole how you make people feel. And so now how am I suddenly not allowed to do that? Because the difference in this case is that I believe, and I don't know because I haven't researched this case, but what makes sense to me is that they had to sue them for a vibe since the note was different, but the sound was so similar. So you think it was just too close? It was absolutely mm-hmm. too close because it literally sounds like got to give it up. Right. But I guess the, the speed of the beats was different, and so that's why they were able to say, well, we didn't just copy it or whatever the fuck. And that's why in the end they ended up winning because it did sound like that. Too similar. Yeah, but I think as far as pulling inspiration from something like, like you can appreciate certain things about the way a per- another person did something and then execute your own style or version the same way. When it comes to comedy, if you're inspired by certain people, when you say you're inspired by them, you're not telling the same jokes or joking about the same topics that they talked about. You're inspired by them because they decided it would be okay to maybe talk about some things that were different in a way that you can relate to. And you can then make that decision when it's time for a totally different subject matter. You know what I'm saying? That's inspiration. It's not you just copying. So that's why they, once again... The gays won, you know, <laughs> so that's that's why the gays always win, you know, because they're original. <laughs> I just think it does get tricky, though, because when I think even me thinking like, what are the com- like, who are my biggest inspirations? Like when I always talk about Osho or Lil like Kim. Lil, Lil Kim <laughs> or, or Muji or Ram Das, even visually when I was younger, Lisa Bonet was mm-hmm. a huge yes. impact mm-hmm. on me. She could totally sue me for her vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amel LaRue, hello. Like, when I think of the people that I'm a combination of, right, I'm just like, like you said, Dustin, it's not so much about trying to do what they did over again, um, but it's more so trying to extract from all the people that, I feel called to or that I learned from and am am inspired by and then creating my own thing, whether it's through my lens, which obviously we all see life differently. So no matter what, it's going to be different for how how you express it and perceive it. But also a fusion, you know, you're a fusion of so many things that starting with your parents. (laughs) I mean, literally (laughs) starting with your parents, the neighborhoods you come from, you know, me being from Harlem 
how I listen to Mary J. Blige is going to be different to how Dustin being in Detroit listens to Mary J. Blige. But we're both listening because she's a queen. She's the best <laughs> that ever did what she does. But how it we is. move forward in creating with those different elements and factors, you know, like that's yeah. what makes creation so cool. So I do wonder, and that's so why I love that comment I read on SoundCloud where she was saying that while it is important for artists to be protected, there is also the progression of art and the evolution of thought that you don't want to protect too much because then how does it move forward if everything you say is now yours and you own it and I can't build on it. I can't add to it. I can't develop that thought because now I'm like, well, that's her thought. She owns it. You know, like I can't even write a book based on your thought without having to pay you copyright or you know what I mean like it just starts getting tricky that's why I'm like while I don't know that there's any original thought but I do wonder if we're being too strict with trying to with allowing people to take ownership of thoughts no I work so hard to figure out things and come up with ideas for shit. You're like, and this is mine. That's right. And you should feel the same damn way, friend. You work Absolutely. very hard. You know what I mean? And so you don't have to be forced into a, a mental compromise or an, an internal compromise because it can just get, I, and I, I agree, it can spin out of control at a certain point. But at the end of the day, you need to protect general concepts and ideas that belong right. to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Certain things can yeah. be regulated. And it ain't nothing wrong with calling a hoe out you know what I'm saying <laughs> when you see that they stole your shit even if it ain't nothing you can really do about it right. there's nothing wrong with calling them out may the hoes be called <laughs> out if and in that case I will say that hurts more because it's like verbatim mm-hmm. so there is a laziness about that Yeah. and not only is it a laziness you're also profiting from being lazy. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it, I think, difficult for me to process it, especially, you know, with the situation that mm-hmm. we're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just frustrating, especially because it's a white company, you know, and mm-hmm. their, name, slap in the face. their name is already appropriation as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then you're also taking from a black creative and profiting under the guise of, well, you have no rights. It just sucks, you know? And also, you have to consider something, too. Not everyone has the money to copyright their thoughts and their work and their creations. It's just not cheap and it's not free. You know what I mean? And that's why there there were some people that kind of frustrated me in the comments when I was going back and forth with a couple people, which I'm like, why did I even do that? Um, Well, one of them was like, well, you're not a published author. This isn't a published work. And it's just like, that's so... Frustrating. There's like a classist element of that too, you know, like not everyone can. Right. Well, you're now a published asshole now that you've responded <laughs> to my tweet with this bullshit. <laughs> so congratulations to you. You know, but that makes me kind of sad. Think of how many people's uh, things have been stolen. How many, I was even reading, and I don't know how true this is because I was just trying to find like more official information, but I read that uh, the person that created the Nike logo, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly, let me make sure to say that, was like an intern that happened to be in the meeting. Wow. Yeah. It's like someone, and they never got their credit because it was just a thought that they put out there, but they didn't have rights. Wow. And, this ha- and when you start reading of how many companies this has happened to, mm-hmm. you know, like how many projects, I know you're going to roll your eyes, but even when I was watching Acrimony, 
<laughs> there was a part of that where the white executive was trying to buy his battery, whatever the battery was, and, you know, trying to buy it for cheap to take all the rights. And the, the trade-off was that he was going to pay him a little bit of chump change and then have all the rights as if he created it. Mm. Because money talks and mm-hmm. white, you know, influences. And so just things like that that make it just kind of scary yeah. on the business side of it. But there's also that element, and obviously this is the hippy-dippy side of me, that's like, but shouldn't we all just be creating to create? And creating, I know, that's why I said it's two sides. I have an internal conflict because there is a part of me that thinks of someone like an Osho and how much he's affected how I think. Clearly, based on his documentary, I think I've improved on his design. Not saying I'm smarter than Osho, I love that man. But saying that I was able to extract what worked for me mm-hmm. and remove what didn't. That's what makes you smarter than him, but go on. <laughs> but I think that's what would, you know, makes it different. Right. Because I'm not teaching his teachings. I'm teaching Your what teachings. resonated and then integrating that into my own channeled information and pushing that forward. But it does get tricky because he's a massive influence on me. A lot of my teachings are his teachings. You know what I mean? So it's like, where's the line? So speaking of logos and who created them and not getting credit. Mm -hmm. So who is the so-so deaf logo? Oh, my God. (laughs) Who is it? Isn't it Bow Wow? No, it is not. That's what, that's what somebody needs to check. It's absolutely Who's not. Who's Afro out. is that? <laughs> <laughs> that is not one Shed Moss. <laughs> not one um, Shed Moss. I always think to myself, like, how hard it is on a creative aspect. Because I laughed at your hippy dippy thing because a part of that resonated with me. Because, like, you know, you felt it in your spirit. You're <laughs> like, like, let's just create. Yeah, because, you know, it's hard as a creative to figure out. Like, I feel like a lot of people get in that space where they want to figure out, okay, I'm a creative, yes. And, you know, some for some people, these are my creations. But everybody's always thinking, like, or everybody should be, I feel like, thinking, how do I innovate? Like, how do I? Yes. You know, how I, do you know I what I mean? How do I move us forward? Yeah. How do I, well, how do I move us forward? But even how do I how do propel I? myself? Like, how do I propel myself in whatever arena I want to move into? How do I propel myself as a good stepping stone or helper for other people? Like, you know, things like that. And I feel like it's hard to figure out how you can help other people when you haven't figured out who you want to be or what you're actually trying to do. So you have these lazy people that'll just go out and they'll be like, oh, I want to make a website that I'm really trying not to hit on what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> I want to make a website and sell uh, shoes and I want these shoes to feel good on everybody's feet, but I don't want to do the research to do that. But so. I was going to swipe how you make people so, feel. So give me a Dr. Show insert and um, put that in a damn air walk and we're right. going to sell that. And it's going to be like, that's not the answer. Like you have to literally go and figure out like the process and do the research and do all that stuff. And once you figure those elements out, you'll be able to figure out what part of it you actually really like in your sweet spot. And you can like do good in that arena. Yeah. And you won't have these p- problems where you have to like comfort somebody to steal your shit. Cause that person like actually created it from what they thought was real cool and resonated with them and did that whole thing. But a lot of people don't get there. A, because social media, there's so much shit now that you see you feel like, well, not you, because I don't feel like we feel like we have to compete. But I feel like maybe compete in the sense of like, um, you know, if I'm thinking, oh, I have to hurry up and innovate, like I have like time's not on my side. So like I yeah. have to hurry up and put something out there. So some people might cut a corner and steal some shit. <laughs> and, cut a big corner. And they don't realize that they're missing out on a big part of their programming and how that affects them as a whole, like that process. Because I think for me, it's, it was important for me to sit down and say, 
okay, I want to do all of these things. How am I going to do it? And then like pick a point and say, okay, I'm going to start here. And this is going to be my stepping stone as part of my roadmap to lead me to where I want to go because this is my path. As opposed to looking at everybody else's process and saying, well, they did that. So I'm going to do that. And that's going to get me to my next lick that I'm going to hit. Like, no, it don't work like that. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Even I've had this conversation with Haas where when people, first of all, people steal her, her tweets all day <laughs> and not only imagine, do they man. steal it they take it create a graphic and put their own name so then you get confused on who's the originator because yep. you're like well I don't know this person's name but it's really hers she had to just give up on even caring because as she always says with energy leaks you spend time leaking out your energy trying to correct everyone all the time then you're taking away from time that you could be creating you know and so mm-hmm. that's I think the lesson that I learned and I needed to learn because I'm not a combative confrontational person. A lot of it has to do with that. I just don't have the bandwidth, you know, like I want to spend that time thinking about what is next, not what, who took what, like it just seems like a a waste of energy. But then there is that time like this week where I just kind of felt like, but this isn't right. Right. (laughs) It's just not right. And then you, I feel conflict. Like there's, like I was saying earlier, it's an internal conflict of that spiritual side of me, that higher self that's like, who cares? Right. This is just words. That's a pebble you know? compared to all the other stuff yeah. you're going to do. And Haas even says she'll be like, when people steal from you, their life is based on chasing people's work. Whereas mm. you're always on to the next because you're the originator. You're right. the creator. You're on to the next thought, on to the next project. Exactly, They're spending energy chasing. You know, you're spending energy being a magnet to what's for you and what's next. And that's a different, that's a different feeling in your body. She's like, just keep moving. And there's an element. Like in right here. You're right. You can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> and there's an element of that that I was like, it's, you know, it's so real. But I also have to honor the human in okay. me because I'm it's sorry. Like, Fuck that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> while I am spiritual and I am in my higher self a lot, thankfully, but for the most part, I also want to honor that I'm here experiencing what it is to live in this incarnation. And right now, this week, I was pissed. Talk about <laughs> Hell it. Yeah. And I felt disrespected. And what bothered me even more was that I had people coming at me Putting me in a position where, well, obviously I had a choice, so let me be accountable. But I putting me in a position to have to defend my yep. own. Like I'm like, based why on the sheer absurdity of what they yeah, were saying. Like, yeah, like and it hurt because it was people who followed me, and I was like, this is a strange interaction. But I, it was important. It was good medicine for me because I'm not a confrontational person. I don't have that energy, and I needed to feel that in my body. Like. Like the theme of speaking up, I think that's what's coming to me right now. Like mm. you got to speak up. And there are a lot of times where I'll do the bypassing of spirituality where it's like, oh, it's OK. Like, you know, it's never worth it. I'm not going to fight anyone. But now it's like for some reason there's like a sword coming out that's like. That's cool and all, <laughs> but right now I'm just not feeling that. Don't that part feel good? It could though. be Aries season. This is Dustin's season. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope everyone clears their throat in unison on that part. <clears throat> Do you, uh, yeah. you know what feeds my petty spirit sometimes? It's going to be so Go random. Go ahead and share, brother. Watching Dream Girls. Dream oh, Girls. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
You, okay, never mind. Just girl, go. Go, go ahead. ahead. Dustin, 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 you like, perked no, up. No, no. Say what you was gonna say. Go. Ahead. Well, no, just because uh, you know there are a lot of different themes in there that speak to this in particular. But I also think about as far as speaking up. You know, it was very you know thinking about dream girls as a whole right now in this moment. It's very funny. A lot of those thoughts just came to me. Um, it was funny how Effie, you know, the most outspoken of the group. You know, wasn't really speaking up when a lot of the heavy shit was going down, which I found to be interesting. But yeah, uh, pre prelude to that, when they had the whole little got me a Cadillac car scene where that shit was stole, I always think about that shit. Like how they were singing this hot ass song, and then the white people stole it. And, and then, think of all the Motown stories we've heard of the, the white groups that stole all those songs, and how many writers didn't get their credit, their money, J Lo doing fame. the tribute. Uh, <laughs> what was you about to say about Dream Girls? You know, <laughs> I just think Dream Girls. No, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> no, I want you to just own that. I agree with everything you said because <laughs> this will make a left turn, and then we go down the three-hour lane. I'm just, <laughs> you got that. And even in the music industry, now that you took it to Motown, think right. of how many writers' songs have been stolen. Yep, and that's yep. why when you talk about a bigger artist, that's why when you talk about creating past that, I think about all them artists that be like, "This is some bullshit." And then there was that era of like people putting out their demo to be like well I'm gonna let y'all be the judge of this or whatever the fuck right and leaking that shit or remember what happened to Drum with Cha Cha Mm -hmm, oh yes that mm -hmm. was really sad he was devastated man he was devastated where he had that song obviously he was more of like a regional kind of local artist at the time but he was getting some steam huge lots of steam I remember hearing it I don't even know where I heard it but I was like oh what a cool song it sounded different Cha Cha with the American reasonable <laughs> and then Hotline Bling comes out, yep, and all of a right. sudden, Cha Cha completely loses steam. Now, granted, that's another thing where it's like, it's not an exact replica, but it's the vibe. Right. Can you say he stole it? We don't know. And what makes it tricky is a lot of times we get mad at the artists, like we get mad at Drake, but like we don't even know if it was Drake. It could have been his team that yep. just swipes, which happens a lot with mm-hmm. creatives where it's your team that swipes while you're the big presence and have no idea and you're just taking music videos. Oh, music videos, music tour videos sets, all the time. All where people toy- oh, yeah, with Travis Scott. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Music videos, Ariana Grande still in 2 Chains Trap House. Oh, right. And you know what made me sad about that in the interview when they asked 2 Chains, he was saying, he didn't want to be the angry black dude. Mm-hmm. And that ties back to what I was saying about speaking up. It becomes scary. In your, like, I think I think it's because we have that trope of being angry all the time. And even when you're not angry and you're just wanting to express how you feel or correct something that you think is wrong, people will still take you as being angry. Mm-hmm. And it's happened to me so much that now I just ignore it like for me it's like I, like I always say I just want to spend my energy thinking of better things there's always something better for me to think about and and focus on mm-hmm. but you know I felt bad for 2 chains cause he literally was like I just didn't want people to think I was an angry black dude well, you know, he got our, um, you know, she featured on a new album. They just put out that video not too long ago. So well, yeah, I mean, he, he, making that money back he was like, well, let's work no, I mean, together. I know. And people, you know, people told me the same thing with me. They were like, why don't you partner up with the brand and get some money? And I'm like, why would I partner up with Thieves? Yeah. 
Money and, don't mean yeah. that much to me yeah. for me to partner up with someone who disrespected me. That's the money need to be laundered. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dirty money. So I'm surprised it's two but, jeans, I but how, you know, I, maybe he felt pressured. And that was the thing. Like, I wonder how that whole thing came about, too. Like, what what the whole behind-the-scenes stuff was that was talked fe- about. Because the feature should have been A. Marie's anyway, if you really want to get down to the bare bones about it. The song samples Why Don't We Fall In Love oh. by A. Marie. And it was a perfect opportunity for A. Marie to kill the vocal. It would have been a huge hit. I get why he put Ariana on it, because she's hot. And Ariana Grande is a dope singer. I love Ariana. Like, yeah, I'm nothing a against huge her. Fan. I actually really, really like her last I album. just feel like he got played again. You know what I'm saying? Because he got her on the track, but and it's a good song. But when you listen to it, first thing you think is, why isn't Emma Marie singing this? Right. So it's just you know. It's, I even saw why you making my little smirk face. No, because I had watched. Um, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just watched. I should one know that, the face. I don't even care. I just made. I watched one of her recent videos, and I was like, oh okay. A. Marie? Yeah. Oh, I, I still love her. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. There's still a, forever. There's still a place for her. There's Look like I feel like somebody. <laughs> just, never mind. Saying. I'll say this part for the music man segment. There should be like <laughs> a, a legacy fund for all these girls that like <laughs> did some dope shit that should come back. But I, I'll rework that for She's the music. Forever. Oh, I don't got to do that. Well, another time. I saw even on YouTube. Think of like I don't know. We've had comments about this. Like one person creates an editing style, and now everybody's editing this way. Ooh, one child. person creates a backdrop, now it's everybody's Ooh, backdrop. Child. I remember YouTube. Everybody had to keep up. It was like keeping up with the Joneses. Oh like my god! How you was gonna edit, and then this was right before Partner was giving just any old body a header, and then everybody had to do the headers a certain way. Yeah, I was like, damn. And is it just me, or do you ever wonder like who started certain things? Like yeah. I always wonder who started the thumbnail cover art who was the first mm. person who was the one that decided I want to put big lettering on it you know I even think who started LOL yeah do they have credit I don't know <laughs> who was the first person to write LOL in the aim message who was the first person that said damn the word damn <laughs> That's who I want to give flowers to. I don't to. even smoke no more, but I was always yeah, thinking about you, this you're shit. taking me down a rabbit hole because you're talking about LOL, but you know, the new kids be doing the LML and all the other stuff. I'm like, so where did these ones come from? SMD, like, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm over here SMH, okay? <laughs> but I just think it's, it's, I'm all for the progression of art. Mm-hmm. I do think, you know, extracting what resonated with you from someone that inspired you that you think is amazing and then reinterpreting it through your own lens and then maybe fusing it with all the other people that inspired you, then you end up creating a whole new thing. That's exciting. Like the comment said, that's the progression of Mm. art. And as an artist, I'm here for it. So I do understand not having too many restrictions, but I'm also curious, like... What's mine? Like, what's mine, though? Okay. <laughs> All of it, honey. All of it. Right. But just something to think about. Um, so glad, not glad, but I'm glad that in a way the timing of all of this just could not have been more mystical and magical because it was a lesson in literally mystical. It was a <laughs> lesson in real time for all of us. Take care of your intellectual property. Do your research. Like I said, thank you to all the lawyers who addressed. Uh, Drop so many jewels for us. And I'm curious to know what you guys think. Those of you listening, should, rest, you know, restrictions be a little more lenient? The only time we saying yes to some jewels. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Period. Okay. Fuck a hoe. And second of all, um, talking about Scotty, I wasn't going to say nothing, but since you have brought it up, talking about Scotty Beam and Karen Sybil, two of the best, most most shining, wonderful Ooh, examples of hardest right. Moving on. Because I can't. Thank you, Fran. So moving on. <laughs> I can't um, You're such a good woman, Fran. I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> you see what happened to you this week, and you was like, but the lesson I learned from it. That's how you know that you're a good woman <laughs> right there, friend. And that's because that's what everything Amen. is for me. Everything is like the other quote that's been stolen from me. Instead of why is this happening to me? I replace it with what is this telling me? One of them keeps you stuck. One of them makes room for change, for a resolution. And I'm in the growth mindset on this side of town. We do. We ready for this. Hey friend. Hey book. That's what I think all this is boiling <laughs> right. down to. Cause if right. you hold still from her book, then we know something. Right. We're ready for the book friend. Jeez, right. man. I need more time. So look, that's look, <laughs> I think, I think Dustin on the right track. Cause what's the lesson you say you have been learned? Speak up. You're right. <laughs> no, no, nothing speaks louder than a hot little book form, okay? You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I forgot to mention, even that thing I mentioned, did I mention it last week? Where Haas' school got replicated? Like someone took her LLC? Yeah. Yeah, her freaking school, they took the LLC what? and um, the domain, the whole shebang, and then started hitting up her students, which is really, really scary. And it was happening to us at the same time. You know what I mean? And it was this thing. She was like, should I say something? And I'm like, we have to. Like, how, you can't be spiritual to the point that you just let all this shit happen to you under the guise of like, it's okay. Right, you know, right. it's a lesson. Like, I think the lesson isn't mm-hmm. saying something. The, the spiritual lesson is not fuck that. No, <laughs> no legit. Literally. <laughs> Sometimes you guys say it. You no, know, I but I think. that in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been learning. And I know I'm that a sorry. lot of people. No, I mean, it's good for me it's good for me because I have to I have to speak up Mm. bottom line I have to learn to speak up I have to dusting out sometimes. You know what I mean? Yes, you do. I was going to say, if speaking up, if if the stepping stone is you got to text somebody and say, can you lock on the Can't Twitter right quick? for me? Speaking of, Jade went off on the brand. Because you know. She was like, because Fran's not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I was dog. like, Jade, get off my of dog. I, I know I've deleted my Twitter a couple times since, Fran, but you remember how I used to be back yeah. in the day now. <laughs> I'm, I'm still here if you need me. Okay? <laughs> I appreciate it. But honestly, <laughs> me being me, I just have to always be friend hippy dippy. This was a great lesson for all of us. In the timing of it, it, the alignment of it falling with our intellectual property. Like, could you Mm. have designed that any better? Like, that's insane. Insane. Because we knew that our listeners were going to be impacted knowing that seeing it happen to one of us. Yeah. That's how you learn your lesson. And so if if I had to be part of that lesson... Then so it is. We all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches and the ups and downs of life. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. Mobile, affordable, and available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match you with one of 3,000 therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time, and you'll hear back daily, five days per week. You'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. 
All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. So join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. Have you guys used Talkspace before? A few times. I didn't feel a couple of spaces with that type of talk. Oh, boy. <laughs> what were your experiences like? Fantastic. I really like the text messaging and the video messaging. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I, I mean, I haven't used it myself, but I know that everyone that I'm around that has used it has only good things to say. At first, I wasn't into it. I wasn't invested. But as I got used to it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, just somebody sent a little text to right quick, and then they send you a, they send you one back sometimes. And, you know, my therapist knew that I was not a texter. So it was always <laughs> oh, like... Oh, gosh, I can imagine you. Oh, right, therapist. so it was always real like, hey, you know, just checking in. Here's some things you need to do today. And, you know, if you feel free to contact me, blah, 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 we'll talk tomorrow. I'm like, oh, cool, because you know I ain't getting back to her. <laughs> Talkspace has more than 3,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code ZONE to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this awesome show. That's ZONE at Talkspace.com. And that's it for this week's Hot Button. Let's move on. Mm. Bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta shake your ass for the haters. <laughs> so those of you that follow me on IG stories know that I fell into the hole. Yes. The Lord. rabbit of all holes called yes, NPR. Yes hole. <laughs> NPR tiny desk. What I love about the rabbit hole is that you guys legit watched all of the uh slides that I put in. Shout out to Carrie. He was like, yo, your story looked like a thousand little dashes. <laughs> but you guys watched them all and then you started watching them and sending me videos and before you know it, we created a whole Your own little tiny IG ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, the whole Tiny Desk experience via IG stories was just so fun. I love y'all so much. Even to this day, if you go on my stories, you'll see the people still sending me videos. <laughs> um, but what I loved about it, first of all, on the Music Man segment, I think the biggest question we get is like, how do y'all find all these artists that no one's heard of or that aren't popular in the mainstream? And I think you have to watch things like Tiny Desk and like Colors and even on Spotify when they have the suggestions. Like when you're mm -hmm. listening to an artist, scroll all the way to the bottom and click around in the suggestions because there's no greater high than finding an artist you've never heard of. Yes. Clicking their song out of curiosity and it hitting you in the chest. Yeah. And then when you amplify their work, someone else will be like, oh, my God, I never heard of them. I needed this song. Thank you so much. And then they go amplify. They go amplify. And before you know it, you're spreading that person's creations. Just like Pornhub. <laughs> Dustin. Yes. Because y'all know who Beverly Hills is. <laughs> <laughs> who is Beverly Hills? Actually, I'll tell you. I will like Sasha Strokes is? Yes. Do you know who Chris Strokes is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that one I know. Oh, wait. Not him or no. him? <laughs> <laughs> I was putting together my, together my Ikea lamp and I couldn't figure it out. So I Googled <laughs> how to do it. And then Sasha Strokes has a YouTube channel where she was. Where she's showing you how to do an Ikea lamp? Yes. But I looked up. I was like, wait a minute. Sasha Strokes. And I was like, oh, that's what she does. But she was randomly doing this video. So, so anyway. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait, was she, nope, she using the IKEA? Nope, she, oh. it, was just, it was just normal. Look, that's what's so crazy. I was a like, glow up. I was like, well, thank you for, you know, being 
respectable like, is, for me. Is that a category on Pornhub? <laughs> Ikea? Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking light bulbs. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see it. Where did this combo go? So Where sorry. did this combo go? Let's come back. Yes, the rabbit hole. <laughs> the rabbit oh. hole that is NPR and colors. Oh, first of all, let me just say, so Ooh. we had been talking about NPR for a couple of weeks now, and I was saying how I never really got the chance to sit down and watch, like really sit and watch. And I spent hours, I made a playlist of all my favorites. Um, yes. Same with colors. I discovered a shit ton of artists, Sonny Colong. I, you know, I'm going to say it that way because I think that's how it's pronounced. Dustin. <laughs> Um, Jazz, Kari, Karis. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. Um, I loved seeing Cleo Soul. She's someone that I'm a huge fan of, but I feel like she needs to be amplified more. Nick Hakeem, who is my absolute hands down favorite. He was the guy towards the India slides, right? Yes. Yes, The one I gave more shine to because he deserved it. Yes. He's so fantastic. Huge fan of his. I actually was playing his song with their faces. I was playing his song. On your way to Brooklyn. On my way to Brooklyn. Mm Mm-hmm. I really wish y'all could see their faces. So I I can't even finish. Sorry. Look at my cheeks, they're all red. Mm-hmm. So I am I'm gonna kick What's you. What was your favorite song? Y'all, he's sitting here fake filing his nails. Yeah. My favorite is called Needy Bees. Needy okay. Bees. Needy he has bees. another one called Cuffed. Okay. That's Two a great really selection. good one. Cuffed. <laughs> Love a needy bee that's cuffed. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I made a playlist and music is just life. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what it is? First of all, the musicians on there oh my God, are yes. incredible. And I'm not talking about the singers mm, no, that the, we know. I'm talking about the musicians, the, band. the yes, bands yeah. that's playing behind them. Watching how passionate they are, how yes. excited they are, how they, Dustin, you were saying the other day, the little looks they give each other to yeah. know, like, what's next. When they next. communicate with each other without using a word. With their yeah. eyes. <laughs> little things like that that just excite me. My, Who are your favorites? Do you have, like, NPR Tiny Desk Ooh, favorites? Yes. The Winans family. <laughs> Theirs was really good. <laughs> I loved watching. It was at a Christian school. <laughs> I loved watching Don Richard on there. I love watching her. She had a really good one. I Ooh, loved it. her. Oh, I didn't see Don. Uh, Don had a really good one. Yes, um, and she did the song uh, "Waves." Uh, Wave your money. And then I, I, I like when people. I know you were talking about the bands, but I like when singers too. The they band have, had one. No, I like oh, when you that talk would about, be fucking. Dope. I like when singers have uh, their backup, so they have different like textures and stuff. Because a lot of people sometimes will just be, like Tyler the Creator. Oh yeah, Tyler Creators was a really really good one. I um, love the lighting first of all that he brought in mm-hmm. I was like if I had a tiny desk that would be mine like the fact that he changed the whole ambiance <laughs> the whole it was vibe, like purple yeah. I think or blue or something and even Division came oh, in yes. and they uh, decorated the whole front table with candles shout out to like, Division I love too, Division right oh I also love this is artist he's still like fairly new his name is Cautious Clay oh I did see his mama name Clay 
I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> he had a really good one I liked. Um, and also, Chance the Rapper, I talked about his way back before. Oh, yeah, I did. And people kind of his... flamed me because his backup singers was this group called Third Story. Oh, they were and mad. That's where the head that. came from. Well, I didn't know. And plus, I was like, you know, he had his white backup singer. And they were like, well, Third Story is really dope. And I listened. They I was like, really they are. I was like, I did. I, was, I went back and watched. I was like, oh, okay, y'all is really dope. Okay, yeah. After the third watch, you liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the third story, I've liked it. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of really, really good NPRs. Oh, uh, because you were also talking about backup, I think last week when I shouted out like Haley Forty Seven. Oh my God! Remember she had the TSA band. First of all, they're so dope. Yes, she so has dope. a singer that's playing on the keys. If I remember, I pray that I remember your name is Pierre. I believe he is incredible. Yeah, he actually needs his own. Uh, Tiny Desk series The drummer The two guitarists Like she 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 was amazing Yeah And we were saying how I love that it It would be unconventional For her to be on Tiny Desk Right Because you kind of figure Like how's she gonna do these songs Like Girl Blunt and, But she killed it yeah. Killed the it The arrangements were beautiful I love I forget that she sings too But that's why I fell in love With Tiny Desk Because I think one of the first ones I remember watching Because it's been on for years But the, one of the first ones I remember watching Was T-Pain's and I remember thinking I how just watch it. I remember thinking how cool it was that a at the time I hadn't heard a lot of what was going on with T Pain. I was like, well, what's this nigga doing? <laughs> and then he starts singing, and then like he's like, don't worry, guys, I have the auto tune; it's built in. Da-da-da-da. It's in my and, pocket. Like, was making these jokes and shit, and then was actually singing really dope. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I wish I was at the motherfucking NPR watching T Pain perform on my lunch break right now. They don't deserve because. Uh, it's T-Pain and he's not doing a whole like It was like the stripped thing. down version yes. yeah. and he's still sounding great and that's a good point too because obviously they're performing in an office. Right. So you do get these stripped down versions that in my opinion sounds so much better because mm-hmm. they have to rearrange a lot of them sometimes and it sounds like Nick Hakim's a great example. His uh, album has more reverb on his voice mm. but he didn't use reverb in the Tiny Desk. He just sang it and it was just like raw vocal. And, and that's what makes those performances so special. They so highlight special, the musicality. So special because you're not going to yeah. hear it anywhere else. Which I, let me tell you, Leanne Le Havas. Oh my Ooh. God. Oh my God. We were just listening to her before we were recording. She killed it. Hers was flawless though. Mm-hmm. Like from beginning to end. Erica Badu, flawless. Yes. I yes. mean, she's a, I mean, it's Erica Badu, like flawless. But I loved hearing, because who was telling me, shout out to Antoinette from Around the Way Curls. Mm-hmm. She was, because you know, I've never seen Erica Badu live. <gasps> I know, I know. It makes no sense. I don't know how that happened. We fixing that. We are. She's actually performing May 11th at Barclays. Mm. But I know the, well, never mind. So <laughs> I'll say something about Barclays, but shout out to y'all. So Antoinette was telling me that every time she's seen Erica Badu perform, it's never the same. Ever. Wow. It's apparently a different show every time, and it's based on what her and the band are in the mood to recreate, whether it's more funk, more like Afrofuturist, more soul. It's just whatever the mood brings. And I'm like, that's Hell awesome because yeah. you can always go see her, and it's not going to be the same ass song played the same way. She's an amazing live performer. Her I've seen tiny her several times. So you have mm-hmm. several times, and she does good album tracks, like deep album cuts from every show, from all the best albums, and a lot of her songs that are really big hits with her fans weren't never singles, and she does right. those songs. Yeah. So it's just like it's just a great experience. I need to make it happen, but I loved her tiny desk. 
also, because we've been talking a lot about Tiny Desk specifically, um, Colors. and Yes. I was talking about Colors. Colors is a dope one. Oh, it's so good. Uh, do you want to? You should talk about why it's a dope one. Well, I love colors. First of all, this is going to sound so funny, but I love their outfits. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> I just that's, love it. But I that's love part of what seeing they gotta do. because it's create. It's part. A lot of them. It's an extension of yes. their creativity and their personalities. And then because colors is global, mm-hmm. you're seeing people like local regional rappers, and then you're seeing people from Belgium, and yeah. you know, I saw an artist from uh, Gambia and. Mm-hmm. To me, or Sudan, like people, I was like, "Oh gosh, she sounds so awesome!" And then I'll go look them up. Yeah, I love their outfits, you know. And one dude, which I remember where he was from. I think he's the one from Belgium. Actually, he had like a clown face. Like he, (laughs) he like had clown makeup and a hoodie, so you don't know what he looked like. But he was rapping his ass off. Just interesting I love you know fashion stuff like I love seeing how people express themselves I'm not big on trends but I am big on creativity so to me it's exciting I saved people's outfits and shit like I was like oh you did that but of course also the vocal experience right something about those rooms the colors it just brings it out I was jealous I was like why didn't I think of this why isn't this my show I loved how that it is literally just them in the room with the damn microphone and they're just spitting and it's because it's that one color, you have to kind of focus on like a their outfit, but b like their style. That's why like, I love it. It's the attitude stripped that they're down. giving with the song, stuff like that. And I think it's really dope to watch that. Who are um, your favorite color performances? Luke, Luke from um, Two Live Crew, because his was Doo Doo Brown. <laughs> name you spit it down. Um, Yo, Luke with a Doo Doo Brown room would have taken me the fuck out. I can't. Th- <laughs> I can't think of my what favorite. Is wrong with you? <laughs> My favorite colors performances off the top, just because a lot of them were, like you said, it was. I want to rock. 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 Yeah. Yo, that would be lit. That doodle brown. Yeah. Doodle brown. Doodle brown. Shout out to y'all bringing Freaknik back. Why has Freaknik been on the topic of conversation on Twitter the past week? Who said St. Patrick's Day was white people's Freaknik? Somebody said it was white people's Freaknik. I was cracking up. That's true. When I see that. That's what they were tweeting the other day. Freaknik is never coming back. It It shouldn't come back. It should not come back. It was dangerous. And it just not come back. People glorify the hell out of it. I'm like, are you kidding? Listen, when I tell you, Freaknik was one of the reasons that I fell in love. With hip hop, like, so when did you fall in love with hip hop? Freak, Freak Nick. Nick. I was a fucking child, and the traffic was shitty. But you know, for me as a child, like in the backseat of a car and watching all these people go wild, like oh, I was in Amber. Yes, I just realized that <laughs> I wasn't there, but, but I was there. there. You know what I'm saying? So like That's to be a child so in the backseat cool. and like traffic is shit, and your parents is like cursing the fuck out of all Do these people. Do you see what I mean about the lens our experiences? Exactly. So like when I talk about Freak Nick and glorify people, was like. Oh, and they looking down, but I'm like, well, no, my my experience was none of that. Like, magic. And then all of that, you know, fuck all of that. That shouldn't have been happening. I'm glad that it's gone so it don't have to happen. But I think at the same time, there were people that 
were into like there were people that had a good experience right. that did like it but I feel like for all those people that didn't now it's gone and especially in this new day and age it don't need to come back it was a big deal it was it was Freaknik was huge my brother and sister used to York. drive down from Michigan every year this? yes they would drive my brother everywhere. my sister and my cousins How would drive down like 19 21 22 Ooh, at that yeah it was the black exchange oh shit <laughs> for real because you know Atlanta was already a black ass city that had its own like set of shit but then like the niggas from other places got to kind of have like a cultural exchange a meetup if you will yeah you know it could have been musically a cultural exchange. it could have been musically it could have been fashionably it could have been sexually you know a lot of they had musically back then <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that app was around back then. And TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and Triller. Um, but yes, um, I don't remember what my original point was. We got back to Freak Nick. Right. So, you know, you threw me all out. Well, I would have we went. Oh, I'm oh, just going to oh. tell you, I would have been right there in the backseat of a convertible Chrysler Sebring. I could see it. Busting it down, having a good time with Freak Nick. <laughs> I don't give you. a fuck. If, totally would have been If people were there. a little bit more responsible in a different aspect, it could have been like a big First of all, Asante, right. what do you think these circuit parties are that all these white gay people go to? What do y'all think Gay Pride is? What do y'all think Black Beach Weekend in Daytona Beach is? What do y'all think All-Star Weekend, wherever you go? Super Bowl Weekend. Hell, CIAA. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the same exact thing that was going on at Freak Nick. A group of a large people getting together, having a good-ass time once a year. That's what it was. Yeah, it was a lot of crazy shit that happened, but I think it's so unfair to compare that 25, 30 fucking years ago to today. I don't hear nobody talking about, well, we should shut Woodstock down and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear it. Freak Nick, I have fond memories. Woodstock is back, too. See? I just saw the flyers go up. So let's go, Freak Nick. Also, you know, (laughs) the mayor at the time was not trying to deal with all that traffic and all that bullshit and then clean up the city after all that. So they were like... Dog, if Essence Fest was that stressful, can you imagine Freak Nick getting bigger by the year? Oof. Oof. Not not at all. Because, you know, Freak Nick was for the young ones, too. (laughs) I saw. So, um, but dialing back to uh, content... The topic at hand. I also wanted to throw in Mahogany... (laughs) Oh it's, yeah, my, that's one of my favorite movies. Cards. Oh, and I'm not talking about the movie either. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. So there's a. Um, I love the outfits in that movie. Sharp. Hmm. You a liar? <laughs> <laughs> Me, mahogany. <laughs> no, so there's the mahogany sessions. It's a, a YouTube channel. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> it's a YouTube channel that's also people doing performances. And um, I think it's also in the UK. Like, I feel like the UK has, like, the best content. It might not they be, They got some good-ass music, like, for real. Remember between the BBC. Yeah, I was about to say, between the BBC One Extra and um, the Mahogany. Remember the Taxi Cab one? Yeah, shout out to Solange. When they were performing yes. the back of a cab. I the don't Black remember cab what it was sessions. called. Black yep. Cab Sessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't, why, why'd they stop that? I think they, they had bad tags on the cab. <laughs> And uh, they had gotten pulled over, and I don't think they was able to continue. Because so. they would have had an Uber driver like the one we had a yeah. couple days ago who was playing YouTube videos and ignoring the GPS. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to take us 40 blocks past where we go and talk I mean, about just to hear his GPS sister. <laughs> Just to hear his sister. Y'all, he was playing. You know what? Let's moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Yes. So, Only us. So BBC One Extra. <laughs> Better not happen tonight. 
is also a really good uh, thing to watch because there's artists that come on there and they do either original music or they'll sometimes do covers of other music. For instance, um, Childish Gambino, Gambino covered Tamiya's I'm So Into You. That's where that was from. <laughs> yeah, and he did a, a couple other songs. So I think that was the same time he was there to do... Um, uh, what's the song? Stay Woke, Niggas Creeping. Uh, oh, Stay Woke, mm, Creeping. Yeah, I think he, mm. he performed that yeah. song there. Stay Woke, Stay Woke. And um, ASAP Rocky. Yes, and he was uh, doing Otis the Otis co- Redding? <laughs> yes. He was I've doing the cover of that. Oh, Ooh, Dustin. That's <laughs> Go so ahead. good. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll put you on BBC One Extra. Okay. One extra. One I'm a extra. Top. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. For my wellness segment. Go ahead, please. I just wanted to. Only way I roll. <laughs> I just wanted to amplify the beauty of music. I'm just, uh, I'll never get over yes. how great those tiny death sessions are. First of all, let's amplify. Asante is over here, dead to the bed. Because I was on a, <laughs> I didn't know that Lord had covered Jeremiah's Don't Tell Him. <laughs> what? And I started laughing when I see no, Lord? I yes, Lord, Lord. Lord. With an E? Yep. Or Jesus. Because <laughs> if it's coming. Jesus, then I, my entire childhood is shattered. <laughs> so who, who was singing Jeremiah? Jesus was not on BBC. Yeah, absolutely Action, no. not. No. Please continue. So make a he playlist. Had, yeah, like a rock star. First of all, did you know Tiny Desk is like 10 years old? It's been around yeah, that but long. I, hadn't been I didn't know it, it was long. that long because me being me, I tried to scroll to the very beginning and I was like scrolling for 10 minutes. I was like, okay, this is taking awfully long. Then I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that this was like a nine, 10 year project. I really thought it was like a maybe the past five years yeah, or something. I scrolled all recent. the way down to Raphael Sadiq. Did he do all I ask of you? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But it was good. He mm-hmm. the quality wasn't as great. Obviously, it was like in 1080p, but it, it was it was him. It's Raphael and yeah, live. I love Come him. On. He had his yeah. suit and just chilling, vibing out. Um, I'm trying to remember who else I saw that was really good. But I scrolled all the way, and what I did was that I put tabs of all the people that I wanted to watch and then made a playlist and just let it rock. You seen all them tabs and you was like... Oh. Yeah, it was a lot of tabs. <laughs> I was like, my computer is about to shut off. Okay. But <laughs> I watched all of them and it just... It was such a great roller coaster of emotions between nostalgia because some of the older ones, excitement from artists I've never heard of that now I absolutely am head over heels in love with. And then my faves hearing them stripped down, you know, and just being excited and kind of remembering why it is that I love them so much. And their musicianship, anyone who can rearrange a record to a way that you've never experienced before and kill it. Yes. It's just a beautiful thing. And I, I like I said, we were all watching Tiny Desk for that whole weekend. We up all until were. Today. And I think those of you who haven't checked it out or maybe you have, but you've not done it with intention, make a playlist of your favorites. And maybe on the days that you're not feeling too great or your energy's kind of low, let it play. Let it just like... Roll and just you'll see how your energy totally shifts. I think it's a really sweet wellness segment. And the yes. colors show is just so fun to watch. Yes. 
so many artists I discovered so on there. So now I ask you for Whoopi's room. Oh, and you mentioned Mahalia. Oh, yeah. Um, and Mahalia. Sober, right? The um, record's sober, called Sober. Yep. She, she, she killed sober. it. She's in my top five she's for a, colors. She's an icon. She, not that Mahalia. Not that Mahalia. Mahalia Jackson got a colors. Not that But she got a colored. What would her room be? <laughs> colored <color>? only. <laughs> Because it was back in the and day. And you know what? Mahalia has... <laughs> she was on Coloreds. <laughs> Coloreds. <laughs> Soon <it'll> be done. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> Mah- Mahalia has good videos, too. So, to your point about... Uh, visual content. Oh my god! How are we supposed to do anything? I don't know. <laughs> like, like how? Uh, wait. Well, apparently soon we'll be done. How <laughs> <laughs> do I say Mahalia now? Mahalia is so was top five for me. <laughs> that was an impressive performance, and she's fun. Her <laughs> facial. <laughs> does- Jeez. Well, I tell you. <laughs> D-O-W-N. She's fun. But hell, your Jackson is fun. <laughs> D-O-W-N-E. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Okay, right. Really we have good. to. We have to. So she's top you five. Have to. You have to. I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> Talk about we, we have, have to. to. <laughs> Nothing without intention. See, <laughs> we have to. He wanted we to do that to. before. Look, he was holding we on to that to. one. <laughs> when you said it before, he was holding on to Nothing. It. Do nothing without intention. <laughs> we have to. So come on. <laughs> so she was top five for me. And um, Elliot Cleo sold. Sunny Colon, that jazz chorus. Ooh, please, if you're a fan of hers, correct me. I tried to find interviews, but couldn't find it. Jazz is J A Z K A R I S. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, well, I'll play the song during the Music Man segment, but she's good. Uh, I know, Asante's I'm trying, I'm trying to go, up. I'm trying to keep it rolling. He's got a t- Asante is rolling. That's what the problem is. <laughs> Because if you just like Mahalia Jackson being on no. colors was funny. No. Was saying, it was funny. You know? I didn't say write it back. I, how could I not? I you know? How can y'all give me that and expect me not to say that? <laughs> Mahalia and color. Colors. Colored. You like it's a natural. Okay, so okay. I know it ain't my segment, but no, no, no. But because we're we done. talked about NPR for, and the tiny desk again. Mm-hmm. Now, now I ask you again. Mm-hmm. This week, <laughs> who, who would you like to see on Tiny Desk that hasn't done it yet? Oh, you know what? Everyone was talking me to Nao. I hope oh, yeah. I'm saying her name right. I hope so too, because you please, know, please, because I, I don't know if it's, it's Nao right. or Nao. But I know it's not now because <laughs> that one I got spanked for. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. But it's one of the two. Uh, she has a tiny desk. I don't know if it's out or if it's coming out. But people are tagging me. And then Mariba has one that's coming out as well that I'm excited to watch. Word. Um, who would I want on tiny desk? Jordan Rakai. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see Jasmine Sullivan have her own. Yes. Um, because she deserves. Could you yes. imagine her stripped down? Jesse Boykins. That's mm-hmm. my family, absolutely. so I'm biased, He's but he absolutely. deserves one. Absolutely. I'm gonna submit him. Do you submit people? I think so. I'm gonna submit. I you should be able take to do it. Everyone listening, let's all submit Jesse Boykins. Yep. They just Boykins received an influx. Um, I know PJ did one already. 
Uh, oh, Louis York. Absolutely. Yes. Louis York deserves them in the Shandellas. Absolutely. That would be so freaking cool. Yes. They would kill that oh shit. They would knock that They'd out. The be, park. Especially the outfit. What? Coming out with the The vibe and they let the, them um, change the fringe and the bodysuit. Yes. Um, who else? Brandy. She deserves her own, yes. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Brandy. That little taste of her on there. Has Fantasia done one? No, I don't no, think so. But, but she, she she's another one well deserving. She be great. Keisha um, Cole. They honestly all the people you name. She would. You know what? Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole would be good. She, yeah. I would. I would love to hear her do stripped down versions. She of her songs would. On Tiny I saw Dust. Haley from Par Par. I'm say Paramount. Paramore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love her. Killed it. She's such a star. Yes. Top now. Come on now. What's the song about the dad? Oh fuck! Dance with my father. Haley, that wasn't that her? <laughs> that's it. Okay. To dance that, with my father the, Who do you, you want to see on Tiny dance Desk? Dance with yes. my father. Uh, who do you want to see? Um, Who would I like to see on Tiny <laughs> Desk? I like the whole rapper thing, like when rappers go on there. Yes. So I think like Nas would be a great Tiny Desk. Who would be a great one? Um, Shout out to Buddy. Yeah, of course. Buddy, yes. Rick Ross would be good on Tiny Desk because you got to think about the that beats. charisma too. Rick Ross picked some of the best beats like out of anybody in the mm-hmm. music industry. Like Rick, Rick Ross picks a great, hip-hop. he picks great beats, but yeah. he would be good. Just somebody like that, you know. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. You represent the rap side of Tiny Desk. What about ha- you? I also have rappers that I want to submit. Now go Megan the Stallion. Well, yes and no, not yet <laughs> because I like. Well, she would kill that. Yes, because of the type of environment and she's just good at spitting. So more, like I'm, a, I'm biased. More discography. Well, I have the discography, but I don't think everybody else does. So that's why I want you know give her some time, let her simmer, and then she can go on Tiny Desk. So with that said, who does have the discography? Young Thug. I feel like oh would, yes, I feel like he will put together a really, really like dope, innovative Tiny Desk, and I think it would be dope if he had like a choir for one part or some dope like backup singers and shit like that. Like I think Young Thug would do like a really amazing Tiny Desk and a lace tablecloth. <laughs> <laughs> um. I want to see more people that do pop music do Tiny Desk. I don't think a lot of pop people do it because um, it would be cute if uh, I don't even I'm not caping for this girl. I don't even know where she at. I hope she OK. But she's a good ass singer. Like it would be dope to see Demi Lovato on Tiny Desk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can't name a handful of her songs, but like the ones that I have heard of hers that Some I recognize. most recent project. There so, were a lot that I The like. Shekinah video. You don't do it for me anymore. That's the video where Shekinah was riffing on that bed. And you know what? Thank you for that because that'll <laughs> bring me to another point. It would be dope if Tiny Desk did a series and it was kind of like an homage series or like, you know, old school series and they brought like Escape on there or they brought like um like just a bunch of people that we respect like SWV, like a bunch uh, of those people just kind of come on, do their songs and some music because it's it's like NPR. So like what better place to have a catalog for all that than there? The and I love floor. the idea you came up with of like an NPR unsung collaboration. Yes. Because of artists that we that maybe back, didn't get their shine at the time but now we can like bring them back with the Tiny Desk series. Oh my God, that'd be so bring cool. Bring A. Marie in there. Bring yeah. Nibby out there. Bring like all these people that like we know Gina familiar Thompson, Mister. Yes. Yes. Imagine Mister. Yes. Blackberry Molasses. One of the things that never change. And their voices. It will never change. Gotta keep going on. You know, you know speaking of influences, do you know they were my big, one of my biggest vocal influences? I ain't mad because Mr. could sing. Mr. Sound like you talk about Miss Seeley's husband. Right. <laughs> Fixing Mr. the shave, Mr. 
where's Miss Sealy? She at home fixing to shave, mister. And that's what she was like. Oh, she finna cut his throat. Woke up Sunday morning. I just love Ooh. it. The news today. Featuring Quentin Tarver. Quentin. Look, put him on a tiny desk, okay? Oh, my Cassie. God. Everybody, oh, Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. give me cute. Cassie on yes, Tiny that Desk. That would be a really good period. Cassie, period. yes. Oh, and you know what? I think you Backstreet said this Boys. before. City Girls Kelly on Remedial Tiny Desk. Did you say Kelly Clarkson? <laughs> yeah, the other Kelly day? Clarkson will wear a tiny Kelly desk. Kelly Clarkson, out oh my tiny god, desk. Kelly Clarkson. If they did a whole little pop era, that would be cute. Because then uh, Christina Aguilera, Britney, she gonna the, break the window. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, y'all gotta open all the doors if she gonna be there. That don't mean it's gonna be tonight. Waiting for someone. And imagine if she's up there. Oh, and all the bands that we love, like um, uh, what's the one? That Sixpence song? None the Richer. No, Kiss me oh, from our white radio episode. Yes, all of Robin, all of Robin. Them. Oh yes, Robin. Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai. Yes, Jamiroquai. I always used to get him and Rosie Before Perez. Could, uh, <laughs> Justin, <laughs> why did you say that? Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? Well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Don't they look the same? Like you know, no. stature. It's the stature. It's the physical frame. Man. Playlist of a videos. Tiny desk colors. Mahogany. What is it? B- Black Cab Confessions. Yeah, Black Cab Confessions. Black Cab Sessions. Black Cab Sessions. Yep. All of it. Find new artists. Support them. Jam. Jam in your house. That's what I love. It felt like a jam session in my house. Yeah. It really did make me feel better. I've had a rough week. I've had and a that, rough that, week. I, too, you have too, had a rough week. You know? And so I think it was just good. It definitely did make me feel better to watch those tiny desks. Yay. Another yeah. series. I'm so sorry. No, I knew we can be done. Um, Another series that's like emerging, I guess. Uh, the Discover series on YouTube or Vivo. What's that one? It's where artists perform like stripped down. It's like in a stripped down like little studio thing that they have. Like uh, Ella May performed one of her songs, but she was like performing in the mirror in the bathroom. And then she like walked down. And she's like oh, in a room. Like that. And it was really cool. And then um, they've been doing that a lot recently. So check out the Discover series. I think it's. Vivo, you said? Yes. I like that. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Man. You know, a little something extra. Like, you know, I think I, of a platform to, to amplify artists. Something cool yes, like that. Yes. You know, dialing back to the original uh, conversation we were having, I've always thought to myself, like, how am I going to innovate when it comes to. Amen. You know, pushing Same. stuff on t- television because a lot of my influence came from watching MTV when I was younger, and that was back when they were doing music videos. And I'm sure they do them TRL. Now. Think of how yeah. much that impacted us. TRL on MTV, 106 in Park on BT, mm-hmm. like all of those dope ass shows where it was artists that had platforms to showcase their music and their videos. And sometimes they would come do a little live set. Sometimes you would see the fans interact with them, like a way to like really embrace an artist. Now. You just kind of watch them on these interviews and then the videos and the award shows. Like, you don't actually get these cool places to see them at. So it is cool to have little shows like BBC One Extra for them to go to or Colors where they just spit. And then Tiny Desk where we can watch all the fun uh, tracks that we fell in love with. And my favorite is is following... Like the artist on all of the platforms, like watching. Yeah. That's what I kept doing. Like if I watched, let's say, her on Tiny Desk, and I looked for her colors, colors show, yeah. and then I looked for you know, and that's cool because it's like they out here, like they're out here. Just you know so who fun. I do love on colors? Um, what is the girl, the woman that can wrap her ass off? Little Sims. Oh, she hers was bomb. Hers was bomb. Yes. Little Sims. There's so many good episodes of her. You already said her was good. 
Cause she, and she so did it, and, and like you were saying, I didn't really, I forgot, but I forgot her colors was dope too. Masego. Oh, Masego. Never mind, we'll fight about that after. But yeah, Masego's <laughs> dope. I really, really love Masego. His shit was dope. His was great. Do you watch Colors, Dustin? No, I um, oh, I've got to go to bed at a certain time. <laughs> I <already see> it. <laughs> so I can't watch Colors. I saw the joke for I'm me. Not gonna it do it. Right. I'm not going to do right. it. I'm not going to do it. I saw it for me. So no, but I'm going to start. <clears throat> but that's it. I just wanted to bring that <laughs> into your awareness. He said Colors. <laughs> When was the last time you ate a breakfast that you feel good about? Not a bowl of sugary cereal, but a breakfast that's nourishing your body. Now you can transform your breakfast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers carefully sourced chef-created smoothies, savory bowls, overnight oats, and more built on fruits and vegetables. Everything stays fresh in your freezer until you're ready to eat it. Choose from more than 50 nourishing options for any time of day, ready to blend smoothies, savory harvest bowls, soups, and more. Just add water or milk to a smoothie or heat up a harvest bowl and enjoy. All the Daily Harvest ingredients are carefully sourced for maximum nourishment and flavor. You can actually see all the ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest is the easiest, most delicious way to load up on fruits and vegetables any time of day. And I'm going to tell you something. It ain't nothing like having some easily accessible fresh food, even frozen. And when you live on the go like me, you need something right then, right in the time in the gap. So Daily Harvest fills that gap. And I'm very happy with what I experienced using Daily Harvest. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code FRIENDZONE to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code FRIENDZONE for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. Now let's jump on to Mr. 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 Music. Well, we're talking about music, so we're going to just continue to talk about this type of stuff. Like, yeah. honestly, um, Music Man Land, since Fran hijacked it, now I'm just like in a musical, like visual tizzy. <laughs> I would, uh, I just want to see more of that content stateside. Just because a lot of that content is stuff like, like I said, BBC One Extra, like this stuff in the UK. I think that color sure hap- show happens in Berlin. Thank you. Um, I like that content happens here but it's not like consistent so like one of the new things that I'm, I've been watching is um, Vivo's Discover series mm. where you can like watch artists like perform in like a really cool room but like right before that or around that I liked when um, MTV was doing like I think they had like the MTV Playhouse and it was like their like answer almost to TRL being gone where they were doing something on the west coast and artists were performing um, you know shout out to Tanache when she did a uh, company and it was like this really cool performance and it was like kind of live but like kind of not um, and I think Lizzo was like hosting that at the time shout out to her who's doing really awesome things right shout out um, to Lizzo bitches in Playboy what the fuck um, she's in Playboy yes ain't that crazy that's so bomb yes she's been shaking that ass all over the gram now she's shaking that ass in the cover okay? <laughs> or in the magazine shout out to Lizzo the cover. I hope she shout did. out to Lizzo and that video of her on the back of that golf court <laughs> By me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a side note, since we're talking about Lizzo, there is a video of her just like posing in the reflective outfit, and she made the internet put music to it, and they put like random ass tracks. The best one, obviously, was when uh, they put Solange, I Saw Things I Imagined. <laughs> so it's her like under the sign in the reflective outfit, going, I saw things I imagined. <laughs> um, but yes. I just really love the fact that artists, when we don't get to watch them express themselves in a music video, we can kind of see them express themselves.
themselves on a stage or like on a, in a live aspect. So when you watch somebody just rock a mic um, on something like Colors, you watch like what their attitude is in the booth that you get like a preview of that as well as their style, which I think is super dope and super awesome. When they're on BBC, you get to see an artist kind of be vulnerable. Like you get either stripped down versions of songs or reworked versions of songs, like just really, really dope shit like that. So I love that type of content, and I just wanted to continue to say that. And, and speaking um, of BBC, I feel the same way about music celebrity sex tapes. You get to see another side of the artist oh that God. you know and what they can do. So I agree. I feel apply it to sex tapes. Speaking that's my BBC. that's my inspiration. Okay, <laughs> I am inspired by your conversation, Asante. I, I, giving credit. You agree? I, you. I, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my original <laughs> Music Man segment was going to be something a little bit more ridiculous, um, to the point of, well, borderline depressing, actually. Oh, so, no. so just to follow to up, World? well, yes, actually, that's exactly the, the inspiration of, because <laughs> remember I told you last week, I like talked about it, but I was like, I ain't going to play it because it's Juice World. It's like, very sad. So, and it was so sad, right? But then I was like, damn, like, this music is so sad, but, like, who would, like, collaborate on music like this? But then I thought about all these rappers making this sad-ass music, right? <laughs> Just go with me here, because this is about to get ridiculous fast. Why was I having, like, a Lana Del Rey moment earlier? And I was thinking, like, you know Lana Del Rey likes working with, like, random-ass people or <laughs> niggas, honestly, actually. Like, like Jessica Lange. <laughs> <laughs> what? Remember when she did Gods and Monsters on American that's Horror Story? Not, that's not, that's not what you was talking that's about? That's not where I was going. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Go ahead. The only time he was really into Lana Del Rey was when this bitch was on Horror Story doing that scene. And it was Mind Jessica you, he Lange don't even watch it. Horror Story because it's too scary. <laughs> anyway. But I bought that song. I bought Jessica <laughs> Lange's version of that. Not Jessica version. <laughs> oh, Gods and Monsters. It's amazing. Friend, I'm going to play it for you later. <laughs> Anyway, I was thinking about. Um, so, do you, have you listened to Lana Del Rey? Mm-hmm. Have you listened to Lana Del Rey outside of that? Yes, because that? Sean Ross, my nigga, was in Tropico. Oh, nice. So, see, I'd see. See, I, okay, see, okay, okay. see, y'all be doubting the kid. I be trying to tell y'all. <laughs> okay, so are you really familiar with her catalog? So, like, are there like songs that you like or you don't really like? No, nah, I just feel like or... she a cool bitch. You know what I'm saying? I didn't heard the, you Jesus. know, I heard all the. <laughs> You know, I heard all the rumors and stuff that, you know, the internet streets say about Lana and all those different things. But what I've seen, I'm just keeping it a buck today. You know what I'm saying? Especially since it's Women's History Month, I'm going to tell the truth about this woman's history. Mm. So my she thing is, is, you know, I everything I've heard from her musically, I've liked. I like her style. I think yes. she's cool. And she also, who was that that she cussed out? She got up out the paint on um, Twitter the, recently. Azalea. Azalea. Yeah, so, you know, I'm sold. Team Lana Del Rey. (laughs) Well, did I answer your question? Yeah, it did. So I asked all of that to ask because when I was listening to Juice where I was thinking like, who would be some good features for this project or who would have been some cool random ass features? I thought Lana Del Rey would have been one. And then I went down a, a high ass rabbit hole of, damn, if Lana Del Rey was coming out with a new project... Who's some like un or like random people that you wouldn't expect to hear her have on the album on the album? Because who's the one that just came out? Uh, this was also influenced by watching that video for that James Blake Travis Scott song because I didn't really do the project and the video was on. I was like, I can't listen to this. But if people are doing that shit, Lana Del Rey's doing it. Who would you have on her project of her doing that? So I immediately thought Juice World would have been a good pick for the project. Uzi Vert. Uzi Vert. That's a great pick. 
I would like to hear Lana Del Rey Uzi Vert song. Um, Lana Del Rey and I don't know. Let's see who would sound good with Lana Del Rey, Fran. What about Dead Z? Remember that group Dead Z? Yeah. Wait, you asking about black it's, collaboration? It's, no, it don't got to be black oh. specifically. But it was just something that came up. Because I feel like she will work with some niggas, but I feel like... so Absolutely. So another random um, pick that also came to mind was... Um, damn, I don't remember which one was which. When they... What was the last award show that came on? I, oh, Dua Lipa. She's on with the short haircut? Mm-hmm, okay. With the bob. Yeah. She looked really cute at the, um, the Grammys, right? Like. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say the wrong one. I was about to say St. Vincent. Actually, I would like to hear Lana with bo- either one of them or both of them. That would be dope. Dope. So, yeah, I went down the Lana Del Rey rabbit hole. And I was thinking about all them features. In the land of gods and monsters. <laughs> I forgot how much. He, when I tell you, he ran this video back so many times. To the ground. And he Do don't even watch American Horror Story. That's why I was so confused. Comes an angel. <laughs> oh, my God. Sing for the garden of Eden. Scoot upstairs. I love that. <laughs> that was my thing. Shout out to Jessica Lang too. Jessica Lang, niggas like Jessica Lang. That's who <laughs> Lana Del Rey would work with. Is that the scene when she was in the asylum? No, no this was the circus. This was season. freak show. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. She was performing. <laughs> Dead at it being Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Yo, song. that's wild. That just took me out. <laughs> I was hooked when I saw that. So yeah, I, I'm happy about this. Good. Um, two small things before we move on. Uh, Tiana Taylor's new video is out and it's really, really good. Amazing. Um, ASAP Rocky's in it. He's a love interest. <sighs> yes, they look he like is. they are, you know, it's it's looking hot and steamy in there. Mm, mm, you know, amazing. Mm. Uh I, I really was feeling that videos for uh is it issue slash hold on? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Uh check out the video. That was one of the songs that I liked, so I'm glad that it got a really, really good video. Speaking of that video, really quick before yeah. you no, no, depart the sub time, the please. subject, I want to give a shout out to my friend EJ King who styled that video. Oh, yeah, nice. EJ murdered him and his team yeah. murdered that video. So shout out to EJ King. He doesn't get enough recognition for what he does. He styles a lot. He's Chris Brown stylist. Bomb. He styles a lot of people in Hollywood, but he did that video, and he that did was an the amazing shit. job. Yeah. Great job, yeah. amazing job. Thank you, EJ King, for them looks. Because you added to the feels. Um, and I forgot what my last thing was, so it probably wasn't that important. Um, oh, yeah, it was very important. Megan the Stallion just talked about this last week about how dope it would be if there was like a female version of Double uh, XL or whatever. And Dustin Randomly shout out that the bitch should go on Rolling Stone. And lo and behold, this week, Megan the Stallion is in Rolling Stone. And let's so, talk about that bike. Uh, yo. What kind of bike is that? Is that what you that? call her body? No, I'm just playing. Uh, dead. <laughs> you mean to tell me she really was in Rolling Stone? Yes. Come yes. On. And, and And the shoe. Friend. Come on, Prophet. Look, this is the shoe, right? First of all. Oh, my God. This is gorgeous. Isn't Shout out beautiful? to Megan Thee Stallion. She's on a beautiful white and 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 very rose gold, <laughs> which looks flesh tone. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. Go ahead, Megan. Freak like me. Wow. She yeah, looks so beautiful. Shout out to that shit is beautiful. Good for her. She deserves um, this. She oh deserves my. everything that's coming her way. That's I can't unbelievable. Wait to see y'all. more and more. Right? What's you been called happening. it. Um. Okay, She's, let's see. This was, uh, we're going to win a million dollars next week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so what it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, and also, because Megan Thee Stallion, she was posting all the stuff she was doing this weekend with uh, 
South by Southwest, and I guess just other other stuff going. Megan's one of those girls that's always been friends with all the other like up and coming female rappers. So she's always like shown love and like pictures with um, Malibu Mitch or you know tweeting um, Young Baby Tate. So she actually posted a picture that was sent to her, I guess, from the girls, and it's Malibu Mitch, Young Baby Tate, and uh, Darren. Uh, I don't know if she a rapper or she just somebody popping looking hot. But uh, I guess they were all hanging out together at South by Southwest and it was a Megan Owens. I saw that. Wrote, I um, thought that was really cute. Yes. And young baby Tate, do you know who this is? I do now. <laughs> I think you sent me a video or something. I might have kept playing. You've been this talking song. about her for a couple weeks now. Yeah, I keep randomly bringing her up because um Ain't she- Young Baby Tate the little baby from that blueberries video. That fell over in the uh, in the kitchen, you know, and it was like blueberries. What? And the little girl fell over. Ain't that young you baby Tate? I don't know video? what he's talking oh, about. Oh my! <laughs> you see a sign they do, don't you? <laughs> There's a video okay, of these go two ahead. little girls, and they in the kitchen. You can tell like the older of the two young was trying to do this video and make this. Uh, what are they making a cake? Just look up the I'll blueberries video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just know it's funny as hell too. So, yeah, Young Baby Tate, somebody I've been talking about, uh, she is a black girl that makes pop music, which I think is really dope. And, uh, oh, Young Baby Tate dropped a video for uh, Pretty Girl, which is a song that I like. And the vision was like a, a ghetto Powerpuff Girl scene, which I was fucking with. But um, she is Dion Ferris' daughter. Oh, cool. Which is like so random. And like I kept hearing her music and I just kept like hearing about her. And so like I checked out one of her projects a while back. But I've been listening to her older stuff, too. And there's like some cute little gems in there. So shout out to young baby Tate. She's kind of like my my new obsession. I like when I can like go back and listen to older music and still like feel feel the vibe and be like, okay, I see you've been doing this. I see what you've been trying to do. The penny that didn't have a hole in it. I was literally going (laughs) to sing that. (laughs) That's, I reeled it in. And on that note, now we're going to move on to the listens lately. <laughs> Let's start the process, shall we? Um, <laughs> why are you looking like that? I'm not looking no Because he, he's be... singing the song in his head. <laughs> All right, we're just keeping it in for the sake of time. <laughs> Friend, who have you been listening to lately? Who, who have I been listening to lately? Dum, 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 dum. dum. So, um, I like coffee over there. (laughs) Cafe Bustelo, to be exact. Damn, I don't remember this. The Sunny Colong song. Oh my god. Okay, this is it. This is Sunny Colong. It's called Morning Dew. Yeah. 
Dope as fuck, right? Yes. So that's Sunny and make me want to go skating. Make me want to wash my face. <laughs> that's music you so play random. while you're in the mirror washing your face and brushing your teeth. In the teeth. morning, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Morning do. Yeah. And his name is spelled S-U-N-N-I uh Colon. I'm just gonna stick with that. Please. And then um uh oh my god, there's too many. Okay, so Nick Hakeem, the needy bees record. Identify with this song. Swallow me, <laughs> let me inside. <laughs> I identify with this. This is quiet. So, All right, can that's we? Speed the tongue. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You speed the tongue up. Dustin. Wow. <laughs> I tried to say that away from the mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to take it back for a second. Whew, after we didn't threw it back for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Damn. Be- and this is um, my Uber driver was going through something um, this weekend. And he was blasting this. It was like 1230 in the morning. It's the shit. What'd you say? Turn that up. <laughs> no, he had it up. <laughs> he forgot I was back there. Okay. I don't know what, but I didn't mind because his playlist was really good. But Jamming. you can tell he had just gone through a breakup because all the songs were like 
you don't you know, mean that at you all. You don't mean shit to me, you. bitch. Yeah. I hate you. Why'd you do this? Yeah. Come back. I love you. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it was like a range okay. of emotions on the ride to my house. Um, but yeah, that's it. Those are the ones that I was knocking the most this weekend. All right, friend Dustin, what you been listening to lately? I decided I'm gonna start giving one song and then paying tribute to something else during this segment. Sweet. So the one song that I want to give highlight to this week <laughs> is yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so the part that so the, and, oh yeah, get ready. <laughs> so every um, but ever since the concert that I mentioned, the motivation tour, um, Lil Durk performed this song that he has called Homebody that features Gunna. Um, it is an amazing song. So I want to give a shout out to Lil Durk and Homebody, which is my new jam I've been playing it non-stop since the concert and what a testament to the power of live performance because I had never heard that song before and the audience responded in a way that made me love the song so much I remembered certain lyrics so I could google it later and buy the song so shout out to live performance and it's still working um, for the sake of time we're going to speed this up uh, <laughs> really quick I just want to pay tribute to Genuine's 100% Genuine album oh, turned 20 man. years old really 20 years <gasps> Ago, we've been so anxious for we've been anxious for 20 years <laughs> so i just want to give a Even shout out to that jeans. album um in them jeans none of your friends business Ooh. wait a, wait a minute don't you hear me baby oh god amen so yeah i just want to give a shout out to that everybody knows genuine kind of changed the game um legitimized my word legitimized <laughs> the cool factor for pretty boys a little bit um and also just ushered in some really great hip rolling Teen pregnancy inducing, like just great <laughs> music. It was great music for the time. So shout out to Genuine, his impact. Cause like I said, those songs Pony to this day. Pony now. I'm about to make a anywhere. Anytime. Pony is the R and B equivalent to Kaya's My Neck, My Back. <laughs> it will continue to be the jam forever. It will continue to be played forever. Everybody still like it. Black people still think it's cool. White people still love it. Pony is the song of all songs. So shout out to Genuine. That's all I got. Shout out to Genuine. Um, did y'all see the video that came back it was circulating from 106 and Park when he did the performance on the hospital bed? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, making these hoes sick. That's right, genuine. <laughs> Y'all didn't see it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Dog, I was hysterical. I'm going to find it. But Please they basically, that. it's like an ambulance and they're running on stage scrambling, like all the EMT workers. And then all of a sudden, one of them comes in like it's an emergency and they wheel in the bed and he's laying there. And then they start doing the, what do you call it? The um, paddle thing. The paddle, yeah. like in... And lifting him up like this, and then he's like popping, <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up and jumps out the bed and starts dancing. It's insane. That's what it's I like, call universal health. <laughs> I'm with this. It's like imagine being in the audience seeing that fucking performance. I probably would have been dying laughing. Right. Wow. In a hospital bed, only genuine. Yes, but anyways, did he have a gown on? No. Oh. That's what made it funny. <laughs> can, can you imagine him pop locking with his little butt cheeks out like that? <laughs> Shout out to Genuine. <laughs> Lord. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> That's all I wanted to add to this. Dope, That's I it. love that. All right. Well, and I'm heard... sorry because I hit your foot again. again. Y'all just going to keep kicking each other. <laughs> just going to kick each other. It's all right. And on our escape shit, we just kicking it the whole damn show. <laughs> Um, I want to very. I want to first and foremost, just because I'm so ATL, 
play all the song that I could not stop listening to uh, this entire month that I've lived in Brooklyn, and then I'm gonna play y'all what I really wanna play y'all. There's something I gotta tell you. Sing, Ubi. Cause I know you know this song, Frank? No. What is this? Ubi? Is it group? You ain't never heard this song? I ain't never heard of Ubi. Especially not me. Listen. Wait, how do you spell her First, name? O O B I E. First of all, I never heard of no that Ubi. That was Lil Johnny Side Boys featuring Ubi. That is an ATL. Was like, that like a regional record? No. <laughs> well, no, maybe. but it was hot. It was a hot like club party record. Yeah. And there was never a remix too. So yeah. There's a remix. Friend, I feel so song, late. I don't know what it is about me, but I have been crunk my entire life. <laughs> there are songs I should not have been listening to at the age I was. And I don't think this was she one. She said. I was a little bit older something, by the time. Something ain't free, not even yeah, me. Nothing, nothing in life is, is free, free, especially not me. Because <laughs> she said, she said, there's something I got to tell you before we lay down at night. <laughs> Look, <I know laughs> but you got to pay. I had to play that because that's just one of those songs I just could not stop listening to. Also, since in, since this show is rooted in inspiration, come on, come on, come on. let's give props to Janet Jackson's Let's Wait a While, yes, which that yes, song was sampled. Yes, yes. Which that oh, song sweet. sampled. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Bringing it full circle. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted to seriously give a shout out to Bria Jane. It might be Janae, but Bria Jane, I believe, is uh, she was one of the artists that was on that MTV VH1 show signed the one that had uh, the dream Rick Ross yeah and the massage lady <laughs> Lenny S uh, yes Peaches who was always there massaging Rick Ross's shoulders was there okay. um, but anyway one of the artists Bria Jane she Mood. was uh, one of the dreams picks and she has dropped a project and there are five songs on here you know so she's part of Radio Killer Records so you know shout out to Terius Nash right, making play- good on his promise okay um, she's got a couple of songs on here that I really like. Um, but again, I say it's only five tracks. Uh, I'm just about to play a snippet of one. I'm so. And, and this is nothing, too. She sound like Cassie. So that one's called Too Late. I this did. one's called 21 and Over. I'm just getting a little taste of it. I know everything you're gonna say 
surprising not hearing the avocados come out <laughs> right right yes never mind I'm go ahead say what you're gonna say no 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 no, no i'm not gonna say that because we gotta go we gotta go okay so uh yeah i wanted to shout out bria jane just because uh she's young super talented and uh, like you said she ain't even doing the avocado she's just singing so i'm so here for the non-avocado singing i just really love the fact that um the dream, you know, he's imparting his talent on young, young talent. Because I b- think on the show she was like nineteen, twenty, so she might be twenty one now, maybe. Hopefully, I don't know. But at the same time, I just like the fact that he kind of helped her because she can really, really fucking sing, and gave her like you know, kind of his signature sound, but created something with her and around her, as opposed to being lazy. Like this very last point that I'm gonna make, and then we're gonna move on. Um, I'm only saying this because people ask me. The Sally Walker record that Iggy just dropped, I'm not feeling it. I'm not here for it. I don't care about it. Like, Damn. <laughs> I just don't. Like, it sounds like Diet Money to me because it's the same producers, Money. which is kind of lazy to me that the beat sounds like that. But at the same time, I feel like, I don't know if it's the artist or whose responsibility it is. I feel like maybe she just liked the fact that it was a record by these types of producers and she just took it and ran with it. Um, shout out to everybody that was in the video. You know, I'm a Drag Race fan, so I was feeling all the drag queens in the video. Shea kool you know, should have won her season. That was one I was rooting for. But uh, I don't need to see Iggy in a colored hair wig like everybody else is doing and try to give the same looks that Cardi was giving and all that stuff. I just don't care about that. I just don't. So for anybody that was listening that cared to hear me talk about that, that's how I feel about it. So yeah, that's it for the Music Man segment. We have one more. Oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just Please. one, just yeah, one, I go promise. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Dot, dot, so have you ever heard of Jazz Kari or Karis? Karis? This girl? Mm-mm. No, no, but she's cute. Isn't okay. she cute? So she was another standout in the Colors show. Mm-hmm. She has a song called Petty Lover. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sold already. Already, right? That's my type of production <laughs> right there. <laughs> Yes, I'm a petty lover today Cause I'm still mad about yesterday No stupid questions asking me why There's no kiss for you when I say goodbye Uh-oh, let that shit go, let that shit go You keep telling me to Let that shit go, let that shit go Mm-hmm. Say you don't know why I'm so cold hey. Where did I go like you don't know I'm not an easy lover But I make time for others No, I don't take And her songs are really dope She has a good presence You'll see if you look her up in the Colors show. So she is spelled J A Z, Jazz, and then Karis, Karis. I don't know how she pronounced it, but K A R I S. Karis. Um, right? Karis, Karis, Kari. But she's super cute. I like her voice. She's a teeny bit of avocado, but not too much. Right. <laughs> um, either way, I still love avocado singers as much as we crack jokes, but she awesome. sounds awesome. She's from the UK. 
shout out to y'all. Y'all always got the Man, fucking music online. That was dope. Yeah, and she has she's just dope. And I was I happened to click on her just out of curiosity because that kind of was my thing. Like I'm gonna click on people I don't know yeah. and see where they take me. And she took me. Different kind of morning. The other song you you brought up did make me feel like a fresh start to the morning, getting ready, you know, giving it your all. This is the morning after. <laughs> That's what this is, and not a good morning after. <laughs> this is the other morning after. When you like she said, still mad and being a petty lover that day. So I like that. <laughs> it was good. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, now we're moving on to TV land. Dustin and Ross, what you got for the people? Today we're doing Married to Medicine LA, and we're going to do um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, and we're going to start with that, actually. And it's not so much of a recap of the show. It's just a uh, recognition of the current state of affairs when it comes to the relationships between the castmates on the show. And it's time. We haven't talked about this in a while, but I'm officially... Fed up with Nene Leaks again. Leaks, Nene Leaks. Okay, um, she's <laughs> this whole story. This whole season, her storyline has been reflective of her experience as a quote unquote caregiver to her husband Greg, who was going through cancer, um, and it hasn't been easy on their entire family, particularly her. Um, and she's been very, very vocal about it, which is understandable. Um, and as someone who has an immediate family member, okay, that has cancer and in home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm qualified to speak on it. Mm-hmm. And it is not. Um, our, everybody's experience is different. And my experience has been different, far different from hers. And I find it kind of disrespectful the way that she's acting out and blaming it on her husband's cancer diagnosis, really? especially when it uh, manifests itself in the way that she communicates with the other cast members on the show, which she's allowing it to do. And Nene already has developed this air, this attitude of superiority. And she expects the other ladies on the show to just kiss her ass in general because she's there. And I've never been the type of person who uh, who got down like that with people. And it's a uh, the quickest, surefire way to get me just completely turned off. And that's what she's doing. It started back. It's been started for a while now. She's been taking subliminal shots at people like Cynthia, people like Candy, mm-hmm. um, who she has. Her and Candy made a pact last year to really work on their relationship, and they did. Her and Cynthia have. Cynthia's been a devoted, loyal friend of her for for since she came on the show in season three and here we are again they've fallen out just like they did in season six um which impacted season seven and we're doing to see the same thing happen from season 11 into season 12 and to me it's just something to be said about a person when they fall out with their friends and then take um an approach that is as if they never even knew them or had a personal affiliation any sort of compassion towards them nini's done that a lot and i just don't believe her I just don't believe her. Um, she's made a distinction between herself and the other young, the other ladies on the show when it came to quote unquote fashion. And she calls herself a fashion girl. She's over 50. So she's not a girl. Okay. She's a woman. <laughs> Second of all, she's not a fashion person. Nini is a woman who has money. She's not a mm-hmm. person who, and so now she has access to certain things like stylists and, you know, buying certain garments on a certain level. Mm-hmm. But as far as having a natural eye and a knack for style and somebody that could take something that was $2 and make it look like it was $2,000. She just ain't got it. Mm-hmm. And she's never had it. And it's proven in scenes like what happened on the show last week when they were at her store, Swag Boutique, Exhibit A, and not having any <laughs> taste or creative ability. Who the fuck would name their store Swag and really want to take it, you know, franchise it? Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> With two Gs. So oh, anyway... Yeah. 
So they're at her store. She pulls her dress <laughs> out. Swag. All she's ever done, the reason that Marlo stays in, in good standing with her, because Nene has unfollowed everybody on the cast except for Shamari and Marlo on Instagram. Wow. I know before you even say it, who gives a fuck? Because I don't either. But in their world, that sort of thing means something. So... She stayed, Mar- she's kept Marlo on her side. Marlo is a person who, Marlo don't give a damn about addressing Nene when she's wrong, mm-hmm. but Marlo, believe it or not, really does have love for Nene. Yeah. And so she's learned how to handle Nene in a certain way. Marlo's not, Marlo is not really going to kiss Nene's ass, but she knows how to handle her, handle her friend. And Nene doesn't do anything but copy off Marlo. Just like she was, like I said, when they filmed in Swag Boutique, she was picking up a dress, talking to her assistant, and she says, oh, this the dress Marlo. This, did we put these out? This the dress Marlo. Like, hell, that's what I wanted. Should I, I probably should get this in my size. I wanted, should I get a medium or a small? First of all, neither. Second of too. all, you do is copy off Marlo's fashions. For a record, these aren't things I'm just pulling out of my ass, okay? For the record, on season four, Marlo Hampton wore a certain dress on the reunion, and then then about a month later, Nene Leakes went on Wendy Williams' couch. So it was the two Titans sitting on two couches looking at each other. And she had Titan. on the same dress. Oh she had on the same dress that Marlo had worn <laughs> on the reunion that year. You know what I mean? So just things like that that are unspeakable. If you're a part of an ensemble cast and the reunion is the pinnacle episode of the show that you're on, you're going to wear something that another person wore on the show on another show that people like me are going to notice, you're not going to do that. Especially <laughs> not when you make claims to be a quote-unquote fashion girl, which is hilarious even in of itself. <laughs> Nene don't know nothing about couture houses. She don't know nothing about designers. History of fashion houses, who's who, where the shit started, where it came from, cuts on garments and shit, and she doesn't know textiles and fabrics. You're not a fashion girl. You just got some money and you like certain label items. And I'm sick of all of that. I'm sick of them acting like they have to walk on eggshells around her. Portia don't act like that. Portia says what she has to say to her. Candy will say what she has to say to her just like she said it on Watch What Happens Live when she when they asked her how she felt about being unfollowed. And she said, don't nobody care. I have millions of followers and I'm thankful for each and every person that follows me. So to the one that unfollowed me, I don't care. That's what Candy said. When it was time to call out why Nene Mind you, Nene is mad. The reason she hates everybody now, people like Cynthia, who have been loyal to her, she hates them because they brought Kenya Moore to Cynthia's party at Cynthia's establishment, and Nene feels like they were deceptive about it. Why are you so bothered by Kenya? Since you're the OG and the threat, why are you so bothered by somebody who's not even on the show anymore? Because you're bothered by somebody who's not even on the show anymore. (laughs) Damn, you know what I'm saying? Because he tall as Nene, so I'm just channeling. I'm channeling. So, you know... So I'm just tired of her, and uh, I'm at my wits' end, so Nene like has Nene. to get it together. <laughs> I can't wait to see her get hers at the reunion. Um, and season 12 should be interesting. It should be interesting to see where everybody's at. Shamari and Nene have no relationship to debunk that theory. They have no friendship. The scene was so fake and forced when she filmed at Nene's boutique. Swag boutique with two Gs, that is. When they filmed there, and Nene was asking, she's like, so how are the kids? Things that you ask people who you ain't seen in a while and just run across. That's not your homegirl like that. So stop fronting. And lest we not forget, last year Eva was your friend, and all of a sudden she's not. This year Tanya was your brought onto the show as your friend, and now since you got mad at her because she clocked them glasses that came from Swag Boutique <laughs> with two Gs and called them the low in her ensemble of highs and lows, and Nene got in her feelings. Nene got in they her feelings them. about that, which they were though, <laughs> you know. And Nene got in her feelings about that because why? She wants to be the person who is affiliated with fashion and items of luxury and she's just 
simply not. Honey, you just new money. That's all it is. And we are happy for you. That's why we're so, people like me who have rooted for her from day one are so upset by this change and shift in her behavior and her tone and everything about her. It's just all changed. And people grow and change and evolve. But Nene has grown and evolved into someone nasty, vindictive, and just basically fake. So we tired of it. We want to see her turn things around. We want to see her be better. We want to see her do better. But I just don't know if her haughtiness and her ego will allow her to do it now. So I'm hoping for the best for season 12. That being said, I'd like to move on to Married to Medicine LA. We have a whole new cast of Previous characters. Season, Married to Medicine LA. I love the way that they introduced this cast by integrating the Atlanta girls on the first two episodes mm-hmm. to kind of introduce the cast and highlight the fact that uh, one of the main cast members is best friends with Contessa from the Atlanta cast. It just made sense. Yeah. It was a smooth transition for the viewers. So now we're ready to watch this franchise of LA. I like everybody on the show except for Shanique. Who looks like a Laura to me. Who looks like... Who does Shanique look like? She, she looks, looks like, like... Dr. Heavenly's daughter to me, and it fucks me up. Because Dr. Heavenly's daughter, sometimes she'd be like... And smile like that. Especially when Dr. <laughs> Heavenly was on the show. Smile. Shanique is just a fake person, and she's doing everything that she can to cause conflict um, with the other ladies on the show. I really like this show so far. Um, all of the ladies are very, very pro-black and happy to be in the space of being a black doctor or connected to that circle. So it's great to see that. And with the L.A. vibe on it, it's just a cooler, fresher, almost more youthful spin. Mm-hmm. But all the women are really strong. I love it so yes. far. I could tell you who I don't like, who is Jasmine and Shanique, um, who you guys won't like. The one who threw the Barbie party, the one who's not a party of the main cast because her husband won't film. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, but it's Uh, really, really good. I want everyone to, I'm not going to go too much in depth with this because I know it's such a new show. We're only three episodes in, so it's a perfect time for everybody to catch up. What's it called? Married to Medicine LA. It's the LA franchise of Married to Medicine. Yeah. So you guys check that out. Can I just say one thing that Mm -hmm. I hate about That intro. Yeah, I don't really like the intro. I don't know how they're going to do it because for the Married to Medicine franchise, like when they do the intro, they they, uh, say the people's names, like the doctors and then the wives. But I just don't like how it sounds on this one. It's different. My only thing. And after six years of being accustomed to the other intro, Hearing this new version or spin on that style of intro, it does come off a little bit cheesy, but I guess I'm invested in the characters at this point, so I'm I'm still, you know, pausing it on each person and really taking it in and all that. (laughs) Who's your favorite? It's a cross between Dr. Iman. I love these three people equally. Dr. Imani, Dr. Britton, and Dr. Noel. I love the three of them. And Asha's cool, too. I like Asha Mm -hmm. in scenes with her and Noel. I like their friendship. But Imani, Britton... And Noel are my three favorites. And that's all I have to say. Yay. Same page. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was TV land. That was real cruel. And now it's going to be time for the motherfucking story and shit. So go ahead and tell us what happened. And don't leave us no cliffhangers. We want the whole thing. Yeah, right. They be attacking us like we like, have like some we control. Know. <laughs> like, I don't have You know no. how many tweets I got? Please tell Dustin to tell you what the rest like, is. I'm like, listen. It. I'm like, we're not ending it. Like, we did. Like, he's stopping Ain't on his nobody cutting him off. I'm looking in the notes for the rest. That's where it ends. <laughs> yeah, I do be trying to look ahead. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that out loud. So with that wonderful introduction, it's now time for episode 10 of This is a Story. Thanks for listening. 
We're picking up right where we left off this week. <clears throat> I know we having a baby, and I'm going to be there. As Ron sped down the dark highway, those were the words that echoed in his head over and over again. It was difficult enough for him to hear firsthand that his business partner, his friend, that he was bonded to in secret was in a complete relationship with his wife. Mm. His wife. Ron activated his turn signal to switch lanes on the highway, and his mind shifted to better times with his wife, Mia. The beginning. She was the most beautiful woman he had ever seen, and it was a forever kind of beauty. Her cheekbones and the brightest eyes he'd ever stared into had surfaced on the face of their baby in a way that would melt anyone's heart who even looked at her. And the day he'd met Mia, he told her that he would marry her. But it was much, much deeper than just her looks. You see, Mia fed Ron's soul in a capacity that she had no idea she would have to. From the moment they met, Mia had reminded Ron so much of his mother, Roberta, in all of the best ways. Her walk, her graceful confidence, her ability to command the attention and the hearts of others. All these things were so much like Roberta. Mia was all of the good things about Ron's mother, showed him the potential for the good in a woman like her. And Ron wanted desperately to attach himself to that goodness. He wanted to think of his mom and feel love for once, feel pride. And when he looked at Mia, he saw his mother, but the best version of her. He saw hope and he forgot the horror. Ron's mother had a dark side, one that it had taken lots of internal work and years of clinical therapy to even begin to correct the effects of. All of those things, all of those times, all of those memories, for years Ron had been haunted by the private hell that he was raised in. A master manipulator who had been adversely affected by her own upbringing, Miss Roberta had decided that her son was one man whose actions she would be in control of. Every single aspect of his life and all of the choices that should have been Ron's were Roberta's. And any resistance was met by her with, he, he couldn't bear the memories. A honking horn startled Ron and raised him from the depths of his own thoughts. As he accelerated down the highway, so did his anger at everybody. His wife was cheating on him. What had he done to deserve that? From day one, he prioritized his wife and not just her needs, but her desires. He felt responsible for her overall happiness. And after the example his mother had set, he was deathly afraid of seeing the opposite of happiness on his wife. He was a great father to his daughter. Charday was his entire world. He worked his ass off to give Mia the life she wanted and to create the happy home that he'd always hoped was possible. No matter what it took, he had been determined to work hard and provide. All he ever wanted to do was make her happy. All he ever wanted to do was be happy. All the years of sacrifice, he'd worked so hard just to live happily. Maybe that hard work is how his wife had ended up in the arms of Tony. Tony. Ron and Tony had been partners. They'd crossed paths and bonded because of their dreams, their desires to succeed. 
Ron had worked on a campaign that Tony's child care centers were involved in, and upon their first meeting, the creative and collaborative energy between the two of them was impossible to ignore. What had started as having casual lunch together during an all-day brainstorming session had turned into a months-long business relationship. Ron and Tony had decided to partner and expand the child care center operation that Tony had already started. And the more they began to share ideas and visions, the more those ideas and visions began to take off. They remained silent to others about what they'd started, but that was because of all the other stuff. All the other stuff which he never thought he'd be discussing, and especially not with the police. Ron exited the freeway and drove closer to his final destination. In the past 24 hours, he'd been in a physical fight, arrested by the police, and discovered that his wife and business partner were having an affair that had almost produced a child. A child that Tony would have been there for. As Ron drove closer and closer to this meeting spot, his head damn near exploded from recirculating those words, I'm going to be there. Tony was expressing feelings, expressing emotions to Ron's wife. That meant that he'd made choices, determined priorities, decided that Mia and her love were worth risking it all, even his life. All he could do in that moment was turn around and exit his home just as quietly and unnoticed as he had entered it. Ron was beyond devastated and felt betrayal beyond belief. This had ignited the flame of anger inside of him and sent him on his way. And as he now parked his car at his final destination, he knew that this next move was something he had to do. He parked. He got out of his car. He walked toward the door. With every step he took, he felt even more prepared and ready for what he was about to do and begin. As Ron entered the building, he walked right past the attendant and straight to his target. He sat at the table and began the conversation that would change his life the only way that he knew how to. He simply said, well, hello, it's been way too long, Katie. We'll see you next week for episode 11 of This is a Story. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. As always, we love you so much. See you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Thanks again to Grasshopper for supporting today's episode. Knowing how to code is becoming essential in today's job market. But where do you start? Try Grasshopper, the coding app for beginners. It's built by Google engineers and completely free. With fun five-minute puzzles, you can turn your downtime into learning a new and useful skill. When you graduate, you'll have the fundamental programming skills you need for your next step as a coder. Go to grasshopper.codes slash friendzone to download and get started today.